Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Sam DeLev, but in Port Ruby, I'm Dr. Caden D'Alto. What you are about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash qtimes, q-u-e-u-e-t-i-m-e-s, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello, and welcome to the season finale of PowerPlay. Uh, oh my god, it's like, you know that feeling when you've played 10 games of something, but you still sort of feel like you're in session zero, and you're just like, but I've barely done anything yet. It, it's, and, and, and yeah, that's like, that's, I've been like that all week. It's like, I'm just stunned. Uh, so yeah, oh my god, hello everybody, and uh, all right, let me just roll into the announcements so we can get started. Um, I am Rick Bud, your Game Master, and these um, lovely and talented people before you are uh, Sam DeLev, who plays Dr. Caden D'Alto, Cadrax, uh, Caitlin Booter, who plays uh, Benny Beckett, Omar Najam, uh, our Beyond Bigger, and B. Zelda, uh, who plays Ulez Galley. Hello, y'all. And uh, I want to, as always, throw out some special thanks. Uh, in fact, I have some extra ones tonight. Uh, uh, First, of course, number one special thanks goes to Jake Kyle, who made all of this possible. Jake Kyle and, and everyone behind Q-Times, um, thank you all so much. Y'all, I, I say it every week, but you do not know how much Jake does. Uh, he, you know, really is the enabler. Yeah. So if you got to blame someone, blame Jake. Jake is the enabler. Uh, and... Um, and, uh, yeah, okay, so in no particular order at all, um, uh, Rich Milena Weber, who uh, helps me with all my rules issues, and uh, Nick Gilman and Rick Bear, who you know helped me flush all this out. It's like this is all built on on stuff that they they kind of help you know put together. Uh, Hector Lowe, who did our logo and our maps and stuff, uh, and uh, Annalise Nelson, who did our uh, amazing theme song, uh, and um, Jay Dallin, who uh, helped me have all my lights and stuff tuned up, set, uh, uh, literally. The only reason it's functioning at all is thanks to his advice. And, uh, of course, um, Kara O'Neill and, and everybody at Dark Horse uh, for all the stuff that they have given us uh, to give away to y'all. Uh, you know, super appreciative. Uh, and uh, Amy Dallin, um, who I promised before the season started that I would not spend every waking moment bugging her with questions about power play, and that turned out to be a huge lie. So... Thank you so much, Amy. Um, you, you all don't know how much her, you know, advice has shaped this game. And oh, so we blame Amy. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is that is what you should be taking away from that. Um, and, and and to you, the people who, who tuned in and watched all season, uh, uh, thank you so much. You, you've been just incredible with us. You, uh, you've unlocked every single lore drop all season. I never would have guessed, you know, at the beginning. So uh, really, I mean, honestly, uh, so I'm just going to roll into my typical spiel here. Uh, your subs and bits support Q times, so please uh, sub. And uh, your donations to the tip jar that you see there uh, on the bottom help support these people on the screen. We call that the uh, Feed the Cast Fund. And uh, as always, we have a, a set of rewards to help grease the wheels there. And uh, the way that works is uh, if we get to $50, uh, we will unlock a point of community determination for the team. I think right now, I think we actually have one point of community determination in the bank right now, but as always, there's not that much on the table in total, so determination is at a premium. Um, and uh, 
that's if we get to $50. And if we get to $150, the mysterious benefactor. Now, outside of the game, um, we, we all know the mysterious benefactor is you, the chat. But inside the game, uh, our team is just getting gifts from some unknown force in the universe. And uh, so far, that unknown force in the universe has given them a suit of leather armor, three smoke bombs, a gas-powered grappling hook, a metal baton, a rebreather, night vision goggles, a tracer, a set of four earpiece communicators, a 1989 barred traveler minivan, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> uh, no, okay. That last What's one. What's partridge's uh, name? Oh, okay. Uh, Alan. Yes. Uh, oh, that's a good name. Thank you. We love Alan. <laughs> so... This week, if we get to $150, chat, you can provide Vion Vigor with an office for his private detective agency in Yard Hill. May I, I make a very, very conditional statement on whether, like, about that office? Huh? Can there be office plants already in there? <laughs> well, I suppose that will be up to uh, Ulez. Uh, <laughs> Not for me to decide, but uh, I, I have a feeling I know who will wind up in charge of that. Furnished. Program. That's really what I need, but furnished the plants. I don't care about no, the No, S-E-R-N. <laughs> wow. Are you that for the finale? No, no, because the already plants there. It's... Okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, if we get to $150, uh, if y'all are, are that generous, Beyond Vigor gets an office for his private detective agency, which has lots of room for ferns in it. And if we get to $250, the final after credits lore drop of the season, uh, a revealing glimpse at an important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. They have been tremendous fun for me, and uh, the last one is, you know, the last one. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Those are the tiers. If you want to see them, you can uh, put uh, the command reward unlock, uh, command unlocks in chat, and it'll show you all that stuff that I just said. Uh, and if you can't help us out like this, you can help us out by liking, commenting on our YouTube videos, or sharing our tweets and, and, and things like that. And we we actually really appreciate that stuff too. And as always, we super appreciate all the fan art and the live tweets and and, and the comments. I saw somebody started like a. Uh, hashtag power place uh, like a power play spoilers hashtag and like just the existence of that hashtag just like delighted me um and and, and yeah like i don't know thank you so much watching your reactions just you know really keeps us going and super appreciate it um and to that end our friends at dark horse have put up some prizes uh for us to give away to you and uh the way this works is uh, there is no cost to enter the giveaway, but you have to be present in chat when we draw the winner to win. If you're not here, we move on to the next name. And uh, that's it. There are two drawings. One of them will pick the winner right after uh, the break, and then the last one we pick the winner at the end. And uh, tonight the way it is is uh, the second prize, which ironically is the first prize that we pull, is a digital bundle that includes Hellboy the Complete Short, Short Stories Volume 1 and 2 by Mike Mignola. And uh, I, I'm a big Hellboy fan. I, I actually asked for this stuff in particular. Uh, Hellboy's a cool team of weirdo investigators in a strange universe. And, and it's, you know, it kind of, if you like this show, you will love Hellboy. And, uh, you know, if you've, I'm sure you've seen the Guillermo del Toro movies, which are great. And experience, you know, directly the Mike Mignoli stuff that inspired Guillermo. It, 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 you know, it's, it's so good. Uh, and that drawing to get into, you can just put Command Hellboy into chat starting right now. 
And uh, then just put Command Hellboy in chat and be present when we draw the winner for that after the break. And then the second prize, or the grand prize uh, for tonight, uh, I should say, uh, is, and I, I, I'm, I'm super delighted to be able to say this, uh, the Hellboy Omnibus Volume 1, which is like, you know, this awesome, you know, huge tome that, like, you know, covers, you know, the first volume of, of Hellboy's adventures that have been rearranged in chronological order. So it's, you know, decades worth of stuff, but now sort of put into, you know, a single story of Hellboy. And it's like one of those books that when you're in the comic book store, you sort of like drool over and wish you had room for on your shelf. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're giving away the Omnibus uh, Volume 1. So uh, we will tell you that uh, how to get into that one after the chat. For now, command Hellboy to get into the first drawing. And if you want to see these prizes, you can just hit uh, Command Giveaway, and it'll let you know both prizes. And thank you so much to Cara O'Neill and everyone at Dark Horse uh, for doing that for us this season. And, uh, yeah, let's see. Oops, what did I do here? Uh, doo -doo. Okay, we're good. The game we play here is called Icons. It's published by Ad Infinitum, and it was created by Steve Kenton. Check him out on Twitter at SKenton. Uh, he's a really cool dude. And uh, the book edition I have is published by Green Ronin, but as far as I know, that they are sold out of it, so you've got to get it on PDF. Um, yes, we are we are taking credit for the sellout. Uh, I defy anybody to doesn't work at Green Ronin to prove otherwise. Now, um, so uh, that is it. Uh, no, okay, a couple last things. Uh, first, happy Hanukkah. Uh, second, uh, please follow the show at Powerplay RPG on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we got uh, room in the Q Times Discord, so you can check that out. And I am super happy to announce uh, that as of this Tuesday, December 15th, um, these episodes will start becoming podcasts that you can get on uh, Spotify and iTunes and Google. Uh, in fact, I, I believe they might already be available on Spotify as of right now. I think they're maybe the first three. And uh, they should hit iTunes and Google, we think, on Tuesday, barring anything super unforeseen. Uh, keep an eye on the PowerPlay Twitter for details about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super glad we finally got that done. And that, doo -doo -doo, I believe, is that is all the announcements. Uh, let's play the season finale of PowerPlay. So I'm wearing my Mr. Miracle tonight, you know, just because I'm feeling a bit like I'm going to have to be an escape artist to, 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 to get out of, you know, finish this season uh, with all these awesome people on the table and uh, still make this uh, uh, challenging. But let's see how this goes. Uh, so previously on PowerPlay. A strange, uh, after a strange refrigerator-like object in the back of a truck he was driving uh, was struck with bullets, a henchman named Curtis Haber was consumed by a strange energy that gave him the ability to mimic the superpowers of other people. In a meeting with cluster operatives Harmon and Billy Keeler, our team learned that this strange object may possibly be the space vehicle that brought Ulez Galley to Earth. 
After seeing his brother killed by Curtis Haber, Harmon Keeler struck a tentative alliance with our team and told them uh, that the mysterious object was now at the Cluster's secret mad science lab, which is run by a person known as Eklund. Meanwhile, Caden feigned acceptance of Curtis Haber's offer to join him in his quest to dethrone the crime lord Mickey Bomberg. Haber's plan was to try and escalate the war between Mickey Bomberg and the Cluster so that the two would destroy each other, and to that end, he forced Caden uh, to rob Mickey, hoping it would appear that the Cluster was behind it. And while Caden did successfully get the money, they then used their power to crash Haber's car as he was getting away. Uh, he was arrested at the scene, but he quickly escaped custody, presumably because he had stolen Vion's phasing ability. The team later learned that that mysterious Eklund from the Mad Science Lab is actually a former Port Ruby City Councilman named Declan Eklund. And uh, they searched his house, where they found a parking pass for Serrano Memorial Hospital, as well as a scrap of paper with the mysterious note DG Belt 2404A. Uh, that's D as in dog, G as in Gordon. So... Where was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, before they could act on the information, the team was captured by Mickey Bomberg, who explained that he had actually planned all of this stuff. He had wanted this strange refrigerator thing uh, to get stolen because he had planted a bomb inside of it, and he wanted the cluster to take it back to their lab, where it would explode, making lab go boom. Uh, but after, ex after escaping Mickey's henchmen, Cadrax blasted Mickey through the wall... <laughs> And I, which I still can't believe, and Vion found some information about the explosive uh, that is in the bomb. The team then jumped into the van that their mysterious benefactor bought for them, and they headed off to Serrano Memorial Hospital. And that is where we pick up. So I actually think, if I'm seeing this correctly, and... Yeah, okay, so it looks like the point of community determination is open. Thank you so much, everybody. Oh my gosh. Uh, so you now have two points of community determination, and just for the record, uh, to make sure I'm, we're all square, I have Benny with three, Vion with two, Caden with one, and Ulez with two. Does that sound right to everybody? Yes. Cool. I might be at zero from the time that I did the completely character predictable thing to the Mafia man. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I, will. I know I used not from around here, uh, and I know that I had been a little higher at one point, uh, but I have me at zero. So. Hey, yeah, I'm always happy to err on the side of uh, making you work for it, So, but you do have two points of community determination. So, uh, yeah, it is... Let's say the moment we left off, you are just departing Grenell Circle. I believe Benny is behind the wheel of the uh, the van that you got. And uh, so, yeah, the ride from Grenell Circle to Serrano Memorial in Yard Hill takes I don't know, 10 or 20 minutes, depending on traffic. Anything you want to do or talk about or, you know, on the trip? We should familiarize ourselves with the schematics. The that's a good that Benny got. That's a good point. <laughs> Plan study uh, the bomb information. She'll take her phone out of her pocket and hand it to whoever shotgun. <laughs> uh, I, think, 
Uh, I think that's Caden because they got the long legs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I know at least one other person specified not shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, Benny will pass pass the phone so y'all can check out the notes while while she's driving. Um. I'm not going to dive super into the details, but I'm, I'm going to say is, you know, what this is, is basically information about the plastic explosive that is inside the bomb. Not so much about the bomb or how it works itself, but about the plastic explosive and its nature and that kind of things. And uh, why don't you make an, intelli uh, an intellect role to analyze it? Also, let me ask you, um, are you just sort of looking at the plans or are you trying to... You know, are you like searching in the internet? Like what, what, what approach are you taking now to analyzing this? Well, it depends largely on the material that's there. Uh, I'm hoping to familiarize myself with the mechanism of detonation uh, because fundamentally, I mean, plastic is plastic. Uh, I don't want to need to know the chemical properties of the explosive. I want to know as much as possible about the mechanism that would make knowing about the explosive necessary. Uh, basically, I we, we can be panicking about how to defuse a bomb and be looking at it for the first time, or we could be panicking about a bomb that we are looking at defusing for the second time. <laughs> okay, make an intellect roll. Uh, do you have anything that would apply here? Oh, uh, yeah, weapons. Okay, yeah, you can apply your weapons expertise. Love it. Intellect plus weapons. Oh, I love <laughs> combos like that. So good. All right, that's a four on the dice plus seven. So that's an 11 for bombs. Nice. All right. Bombs. <laughs> All right. Um,. Because this is actually only information about the explosive and not, you know, a schematic of the bomb or anything like that, there's only so much you can tell. But you can tell a lot based on the fact that your weapons training has given you some familiarity with explosives. So you can tell that this particular type of plastic uh, has severely reduced potency if it detonates in water. Uh, you can tell that this type of plastic uh, is photosensitive. Um, exposure to intense light could also mute its explosive power, uh, essentially breaking down some of the chemicals in it. Um, and you know that uh, otherwise it can be detonated in any of the ways that a plastic explosive might be detonated. Right. We have a sense of a couple different possibilities for detonators based on the mechanism described. Uh, it could be like a mercury level, or it could be wired to the switch inside the hatch of your vehicle, Ulez. Rick, can we use this role to create a quality of sure. familiarized, maybe? Yeah. Like, so that we can activate it down the line with the bomb. Yeah, uh, let's say... You know what, right, you're 11. It, I guess if you spend a point of determination, we can consider your 11 an attempt to do a maneuver, essentially, that creates the quality of familiarity. I mean, I guess, yeah, that's a good thing to call it, right? So, uh, spend on that? Right, like, I mean, am I doing that right? Because... 
And normally um, it's I believe it, it is the determination used to activate qualities, and that's only if they weren't rolled like for free activates. I don't think maneuver is a type of action that you right, can take opportunity okay. cost. So you're just doing a maneuver. Yeah, okay, you know what? You're right. Sorry. Um, okay, yeah. Honestly, on that 11, let's just say that you have created the quality of familiar, familiar with the explosive. Okay. Uh, otherwise... Your familiarity level with regular explosives just is what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, All right. Anything else y'all want to do in the car ride or talk about? Um, mm -hmm. I'm just going to check in really quickly with Ulez. Yes. Uh, hey, Ulez, after everything that kind of just happened back at, uh, you know, us getting tied up and then sort of blasting our way out of there, are you all right? I am feeling... Um... I'm not sure I possess the proper terminology for it. It's a tightness in some of my nerves. I can feel like my wires are restricting, and I don't know why. Oh, okay. Like, uh, maybe like stress or anxiety? Do any of those? Perhaps. I am familiar with those terms, but I never expected to experience them. Oh, I see. Not well, like I'm... this. Right, right. Well, that was a life-threatening situation, so that, that makes a lot of sense, and... Uh... And I'm sorry. Uh, do you feel a little bit better that we're in the, the vehicle now, kind of riding away from it? Uh, this is one of my second times in one of these vehicles. It is much preferable to the underground tube. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it, I mean, definitely there's benefits to public transport, but you know, we've been through a lot. So I think that we can kind of treat ourselves to this uh, sort of <laughs> a few decades old <laughs> mode of transport. But um yeah, if you you know if you start to feel that way a little bit too much or anything, just let me know, okay? Because we're going to be going into you know maybe some more slightly stressful situations, and that's just something we'll deal with one step at a time. So, I thank you. You know, do you have um? Well, I don't know exactly what the specific sensors would be, but like, do you feel like wind and stuff like that? Oh yes. Okay. Uh. Hey, Benny, can you roll down the windows a little bit? Uh, yeah, sure. She'll uh, unlock the, uh, what are they, maybe child safety lock, and be like, it's the, <laughs> it's the little switch next to you, uh, to Ula's. <laughs> I'm sorry, do we have, like, the hand ones? Or oh, yeah, what is it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not old as shit. Because <laughs> this is an old bard, right? <laughs> it's an old bard. I think they did have the switchies by then, but they were, you could have either. Let's have the... The crank. The crank. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just take the, the the crank there to to your left and just kind of like in a circle. You'll get it. In a circle. Okay. Huh. This task is rather easy if <laughs> tedious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a yeah. It was a miracle that we stuck with this one for as long as we did. To be honest. <laughs> um. You know, here on the. On, on the East Coast, it's—I I don't know exactly how it is. I've only been here for so long, but where I'm from, when you wanted to relax, you would wind down the windows and you would just travel along the coast, and that just set your mind at ease. So I don't know, maybe a little bit of wind in your hair might do you some good. I—I I think I would like this experience. And they kind of stick their head towards out the window where their braids and like the lights in their hair start to blow in the wind a little bit. Yeah, you're getting it. That's it right there. It's that simple. This is quite nice. <laughs> All right. How you two up in the front doing? Uh, good. 
this guy won't get off of our bumper, but other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I, uh, since we have a second to sort of reflect, Benny, I just want to say I'm sorry that I kind of got into your personal space a little bit back there. I, I didn't mean that at all, and uh, I'll, no. I'll be making sure to express when I'm ghosting people from now on, <laughs> you know? I, it's okay. I think I was um, just uh, not expecting to be on fire in that particular moment, and I was a little freaked out, and everybody's okay, right? Like, that's where everybody's good. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I just, I, I just want to apologize on a personal level. I didn't mean to. It was, it was a bad situation all around, so I didn't mean to make it, you know, any worse than it was. So. No, here, no, no apology necessary. It's okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. How about you, know, you Doc? I, right? I collapsed a minor canyon on the moon where I grew up. These things happen. Wow. Sometimes How minor of a canyon are we talking about, Doc? Well, no one lived there. It was a rough and tumble kind of moon. I'll say, I'll say, uh, I, I, Vion clocks this and is putting it in his back pocket to talk about later because that's <laughs> that's pretty big. <laughs> I think Benny actually kind of is like, yeah, okay, like. <laughs> Bizarre anecdote from my perspective. However, like the sentiment gets through, I think. <laughs> Good. All right. So, what exactly is our plan, I guess, at this point? See if there's any evidence we can find from Eklund's file at Serrano that might lead us to the lab or anything else that can get us to the lab as soon as possible go there, oh. subdue mm -hmm. anyone who would stop us, and disarm the bomb. I like that plan. Um, so do you, ha like, do you have access to other personnel files for employees in Serrano? No. Or are we going to have to talk to someone else? Very possibly. Though these are presumably parking pass files, and those might be somewhere different. I don't know. There is an... an HR, and I don't really think they are meant for me. <laughs> well, if it's if it's uh, information stored in a computer, is there a chance, Ulez, that you might be able to work a little computer magic? I do best when I don't have to access your internet. If it is securing files that are local, secured or otherwise, I would love to try. Okay. Yeah, your I guess it's not best on a server. Primitive mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so I guess we'll just wander to the hospital, try to get the information, try to get out, and that'll be sort of a let's not attract any attention kind of. <laughs> let's let's yeah, let's aim for that. Good. We are very discreet. <laughs> As we're driving in this old, <laughs> let's head out the window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Good thing the tape deck didn't work, or Culture Club would be blasting right. Um, mm -hmm. So, anything else you all want to deal with before you arrive? Okay, then you arrive, and uh, you pull up. Uh, Benny, you were driving. You pull up outside 
Serrano Memorial Hospital, and uh, you are lucky enough to find a spot. Uh, and <coughs> because you have driving ability, I will not make you roll to parallel park. No. Yeah. <laughs> and you are at the hospital, or yeah, you are outside the hospital. Whew. Are you ready for this? Yes, this is the hospital where I work. And a <laughs> lot right. of time. I'm prepared to re-enter. Congratulations, Vion Vigor. You are soon to be the proud owner of your own private detective agency in um, Yard Hill. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much. I can't. I'll, just really quickly, oh my, my favorite comic series of all time is X Factor, which follows just like a mutant detective. And so this is literally my dream that's happening right now. So thank you. Thank you very much. I'm keeping it inside because we have to get through probably a lot of story. Afterwards, during the break, I'm probably going to go cry for a little bit and then I'll. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody. Um, that, leaves, uh, that just leaves the lore drop to go. And. Uh, while I've got you, I'm going to remind you, you can command Hellboy uh, to get into the Hellboy drawing for the two, uh, you know, complete short stories, uh, digital copies. So thank you so much. And yeah, you get out of the van and are headed in or? Um, you know, I mean, I, don't, I suppose don't, uh, all of us don't have to go inside, right? I mean, it's I technically not required. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll st I'll stick by the van just to keep an eye on it. All right, we have our communicators. Yeah, yeah. If anything, if anything pops up, just let me know. We will. Great. Uh, yeah, and I'm gonna say uh, just to keep things nice and fun is that when you found your van, uh, it had all of the gear that you have been bought this season in it. So you've got, <laughs> you've got your gas powered grappling gun and your tracer and anything you might need right now. It, it's all just in a box in the back of the van. So we can infer that Sandy is most likely on the benefactor's payroll entering Vion's premises in order to obtain the gear. And <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> I knew Sam was the one who was going to try to figure out who it was, but that's actually, I don't know. Um, we'll talk. Uh, so yeah, you have all that stuff and uh, yeah. Okay. Vion, you're staying behind. Um, yeah, I'll just keep an eye on the car. Cool. I want that grappling hook, please. Would, would, you, like uh, would you like to take it with you into the hospital? Yes, please. Okay. And I pull out the grappling hook and I hand it over to Les. I'm sure it's not inconspicuous. I'm just going to hold it. <laughs> Oh, we okay. took one of those out of someone's leg once here, so people have seen them before. Ooh, I like that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll hold it more proudly. You get a bag at some point for something. I was carrying a backpack at one point. Does anyone want a backpack? <laughs> you carry it around <laughs> under my cape? Yeah. Pardon? Sure. <laughs> sure, if you want it, you got it. Okay, a backpack under my cape. I think also came from the one storeroom when we brought a bunch of stuff with us for the gold clasp i think um yeah, yeah. <laughs> an art of it that blew my mind um right. so i believe it's it's the human resources is where these uh because i got materials about parking passes when i became a resident here 
So I know hypothetically what the protocols are and who one must go to in order to obtain such passes. I simply did not. But I would know where to go in the hospital for it. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, you take the three of them with you. Okay, so you are walking, um, you, Benny, and Ula is head into the hospital, and you are walking through the hallway on your way to human resources. Uh, when you pass coming towards you, uh, your colleagues, uh, Dr. Uh, Celia Landry, uh, who uh, I will say is, if I had to cast, uh, is Candace Patton, plays uh, Iris on The Flash, um, and, uh, uh, and Dr. Will Downs, uh, who if I had to cast, I'm going to say, uh, I went, we're a little more obscure here. Robert Buckley, who plays Major on iZombie. Uh, and uh, he... Uh, oh, wow, I guess it's my... Getting son. some CW picks in, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, those two just sort of pass you, and they're like, uh, Hey, Caden! Um, let's say uh, Dr. Downs, he, uh, he looks over at you. He's like, uh, you working today? I worked all night. And you? Yeah, uh, well... Uh, kind of just finishing up. I have, uh, I'm heading out, uh, and uh, she's kind of coming in, and I was just catching her up. Um, uh, wh what are you doing here? I had to speak to the human resources. Oh, God. Hate those morons. Uh, uh, why? What's up? I needed their resources. Yeah. Well, have a good one. Uh, and uh, Dr. Landry also waves as she goes by. So, I'll, I'll catch you later or something. Of course. They will not catch me, of course. Ah. You're much too fast. And My life is longer, if nothing else. Look, Landry is, is barely. Barely over five of the feet. Yes, they are similar to my height. Yes. Where are we headed now? Up you are this elevator, it will ding at an unpleasant pitch. Thereafter, we will exit. Thank you. And that is exactly what happened. Uh, and you walk out onto, let's say, the third floor, and you find yourself uh, in sort of a short hallway uh, that has a couple of sort of open doors on either side of it. And then at the end of it, there is sort of like a big open area that has a long counter, uh, and this is, as you know, the human resources counter. Patrax is not terribly effective at hiding behind Benny. Uh -huh. I, I just don't think it's very, it's very effective. <laughs> Benny is, is shorter, much shorter. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, nonetheless, the, the thing where instinctively edging behind someone else to take point, it, you are the only one qualified to obtain such resources of the three of us. Oh boy, that's, <laughs> this is a true statement. I didn't think this one through. Okay, um, what's the play here? We need either access to their computer system, which I suppose would necessitate their absence, or yeah. we need their cooperation, which would necessitate their alliance. They do not like me. Rick, I, I just want to play not from around here to get myself a <laughs> <on> <laughs> They do yeah. not like me. Uh, and uh, let's say you know 
that the human resources guy who doesn't like you, he's Mr. Berry, B-E-R-R-Y. And uh, if I had to cast him, he's a, a J.K. Simons. You know, Ooh. You know, uh, J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man, that kind of that guy. So you are quite upset when you look over into the human resources department and see him and him alone sitting in his chair uh, behind that counter. His feet up on his desk. He is doing a crossword puzzle. Okay, so... It's my, it's my nemesis. I can render no assistance in this matter. <laughs> Understandable. Um, Penny like looks over at him and just says, "Okay." Um, he is fiercer than you think. Understood. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, should we like pull the fire alarm or something? Ooh, what occurs? Hospital that would have multiple adverse impacts. That would be bad. You're right. Okay. Um, we are looking for a distraction. To get him out, yeah. I could ask him about what resources he provides as a human. But we need you to get into the computer. Ah, I cannot be the distraction. Yeah. Uh, I would like to just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, how's it, how's it going in there? Um, we've occupied the resources. We've encountered a nemesis. Oh, okay. Uh, no, uh, she's good. Uh, Mr. Barry, and he works for Human Resources, and we need to get past him to get to the computer, I think. Okay. Um, do you want me to help with that? <laughs> if you have ideas, that's great, because I don't know how me, a just generic civilian, will be able to hold his attention because he's not in charge of me. Okay, um... Uh, two quick questions. Um, one is, is he the only one working HR right now? Yeah, that's yeah. Weird. Okay, great. That's that's no reports. Uh, two, do you happen to have his desk phone number accessible, like in some sort of like, I don't know, contact list you might have, Doc, or something like that? I do. It was in a it is part of the requisite communications signature in all long-form electronic mail. Okay, great. Well, if you can get me his phone number, I promise you I can get him out of that office. <laughs> I'm so proud and honored to know you, Vion Vigor. Right back at you, Doc. <laughs> and I sent the information. Uh, <laughs> I figure I have at least one email from the guy who has an email signature with a phone number in it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I would like to call uh, I would like to call his number, Rick. <laughs> and uh, the three of you are standing there watching and you see the phone on his desk starts to ring and he just, you know, his feet stay up on the desk and he just <laughs> keeps working on his puzzle and it just keeps ringing and ringing and ringing and eventually he kind of you know, and, he, and he, he puts down the puzzle and he sits up and he's human resources, Barry. Hi, um, <laughs> who am I speaking to again? Barry. Barry, 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 great. It's it's so good to speak with you, Barry, because I'm having a real big issue here at your hospital. And uh, and I just wanted to make sure, is it a B with a, is it a Barry with an A or a Barry with an E? Barry, like with an E, strawberry. Okay, great. 
Great. I, I think my lawyer would very much like to know the spelling of your name, Barry, because I am 100% going to be pressing charges for the way that I have been treated. I am standing at the entrance right now, and I am so furious. I am about to get every news agency I can possibly get here in the hospital right now. I, I This is the Human Resources Department, sir. Uh, oh. Okay, well, great. If, if you're telling me that you can't help me, that's fantastic. Thank you very much, Barry. And I'm just going to continue uh, contacting the folks that I need to contact. Here, I was thinking that if I just voiced my complaint to one person. Okay, can I add performance to this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> All right, that is going to be a 6 plus 4 plus 1. So that's an 11. Okay. Um, I'm a writer from California, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? What exactly? What? Okay. You. What is? Why are you suing? Who are you suing? What? What did you say your name was? Is this a game of twenty-one questions? All All I want to do is just talk to one human being. Is that right. possible? This is a health care facility. Health care right. 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 facility. All right. All right. All right. Where in the lobby are you? I am standing right in the front by the doors. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just, yeah, I'll be right down. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he, he, he gets up and, and, and he puts down his puzzle uh, and um, he uh, walks out of the door, and as he's walking out, um, he, he- I'm he, checking Benny's lymph nodes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't make it. Yeah, I was like, I don't make a contact. <laughs> he clocks in when he stops. He's ah, yes. The mysterious Dr. D'Alto. Uh, I'm still waiting on the rest of your personnel records from your previous employment, you know. Don't think I forgot about that. This head, it's like a computer. It never forgets. Absolutely. I would like to call his phone number again. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then the phone starts ringing on his desk. So he, he looks at the phone and he looks down the hall. And, and he walks back to the desk and he picks up the phone. He's like, human resources, Barry. Okay, who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Because I'm still standing in the doorway. <laughs> you promised me, sir. You promised me you were going to come talk That's to me. And, and he hangs up the phone and he like sort of storms down the hallway uh, and uh, past you and disappears into a stairwell. And is, uh, is he always rude in front of patients? Is that rude? Oh, yeah. Huh. That contextualizes so much. Yeah. Dolly? Yeah, I don't know how much time we have. Let's go. <laughs> I am not going to be very useful, so I will kind of stand by the door and try to keep an eye out. Okay. I'll send you outside, like outside of the office um, and just oh, yeah. like kind of be up against the wall and try to play interception just in case anyone comes around. <laughs> Benny, make a roll on your own awareness. Let's, let, let, let's say okay. uh, uh, you were four, I believe, uh, and let's see yeah, how yeah. you are keeping watch. Okay. Well, all right, eight. Okay. Um, Ulez and Kadrax, you walk in, you 
look around. There's nobody else there. Uh, it is a counter. You can walk around the side of it. It's got one of those, you know, kind of flappy door things. And uh, those are very fun. I use them. <laughs> yeah. And they look wonderful. You get right to his desk, no problem. And his desk is, you know, old fashioned kind of administrator thing with, you know, an old kind of model computer on top of it and a bunch of, you know, stacks of files and, and things like that. I will brush aside all the crossword puzzles and uh, get to work <laughs> on the computer. We're looking for information here. Okay, you uh, you you sit down at the computer and uh, what is it you are looking for? Let's say you turn it on and you are it, it is automatically clocked into the hospital system at a certain level because it is the human resources guy's computer. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say. I don't think this guy's computer, he probably does not keep a password on his computer is my, probably my guess. So I mean, he doesn't get a choice. I feel like you have to have a password, but nonetheless, I'm sure it's just like crossword one exclamation mark. Uh, right. He also just got up, so it won't have like display yeah. down such that you'd have yeah. to. Yeah, I'm going to say that like you, you have access to the system. Um, it just, the computer comes to life for you. Uh, and what are you looking for? Eckerd Deckard. I okay. think that's his name. Uh, Declan Eckerd. <laughs> I was Perfect so good. accuracy. Like a computer, uh, you never forget. Right? So, no one ever say what happens when a magnet gets near a hard drive. Do not tell Barry. Beyond, uh, sorry, not Beyond. Uh, Ulez, you can make a roll on your, uh, your intellect yeah. as well as. No, that's probably it. It's your intellect. Because okay, there's not, nothing mechanic that I'm... Yeah, you're not doing anything mechanical. You're just kind of hacking a computer or something, which might be an expertise you might want to consider adding in the future since you're doing a lot of this stuff. But for now, you don't have... Uh, ooh. All right. <laughs> Eight? Yeah, okay. I Yeah, I got a one. So. Oh, good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, you search to the computer, and uh, you feel like you have found access to everything. It's not a particularly difficult system for you to navigate, and uh, you do not find anything about Declan Eklund. I cannot find any information on the individual whom we search for. Are we certain that they have been here? And I have scoured not only the records, not only patient information, but uh, this is like an out-of-game question, but like, is there like surveillance data that I can search? Like, if there's anything, I don't know what the... It would be time-limited to hard drives. Yeah. I, I thought about it the other week, so if we had the log of the last time the pass was used, I think in case he is under a pseudonym, if we look up the serial number of the parking pass, that might link to whatever pseudonym he is using. And any info referenced under that. Ah, backwards, forwards thinking. Mm -hmm. I like this. Benny on the comms will just be like, I mean, could it be forged so he could have access to the hospital if he's not actually an employee here? We'll know from the serial number lookup, I suppose. Let's find out. What happens when I input that information? Uh... Based on the degree of success you got, I won't make you re-roll for it because that was uh, that was a major success. So I, I'm going to say um, 
when you put the serial number in, what it sends you back essentially is uh, the named uh, part a parking pass in the name of Dr. Gerald Beltry. And it uh, is, as far as you can tell, the only reference to this doctor that you can find in the system. Hmm. Could you say the last name again? Uh, Beltry, B-E-L-T-R-Y. Like a Belfry, but just a very little bit different. Exactly like that. I, where can we go from here? We are under, under a limited time frame. We are. If this computer is networked to the system that uses the parking passes, we could check the logs, see when last it was used, if at all, and also search for this name in the more general internet. Perhaps if you can check the hospital networking database, Ulas, Benny can manage the human mass communication system. That would be preferable. Okay. Why don't you each make a roll for that? Um, Intellect? Yeah, actually, Benny, I'm just going to say you don't find anything. There's not, there, okay. there's nothing about this guy on the net. Whoa. Hell yeah. That's a six. Um, 11. 11. Okay. Um, and you were searching what? Uh, I'm sorry. These records. Right. Okay. Um, An expansion on that name. It's got to be something. Was it, when was this issued? How often was it used? On what dates? What you find in the system is, again, uh, just a reference to this doctor's parking pass. And uh, it, it seems to be used uh, almost every day. And uh, as far as uh, you can tell, uh, you, we'll say you find access to that register. Uh, uh, a couple of times a day, perhaps. And you can see that it is always used uh, in parking garage two. And while you're thinking about that, I'm going to say uh, you, Vion, are downstairs mm -hmm. uh, when Mr. Berry uh, comes down the stairs uh, with a couple of uh, security guards. And uh, he walks up to you and, are you the guy that called me? I'm sorry? The guy who just called me. Are you the guy who called me? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't called anyone. You not called anybody, huh? It, it kind of like looks around. There says, was a guy yelling outside. I don't know if he was on the phone, but I saw him yelling outside and then he ran down the street. He ran down the street. I, th I mean, I don't know. I heard him go away. And, 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 he, and he pushes the door and he, you know, he's like, he's like, let's just check it out. And he, and, and, and he opens the door and he walks out and the security guards walk out and the door is uh, coming to a close when it hand grabs it and opens it and right past you, not noticing you were even there is Curtis Haber who just 
straight down the hallway. Okay. You know, uh, I'm not the best detective per se, but one thing that I, two things that I feel pretty good at is like reading a scene and being able to trail someone. I would like to follow uh, follow Curtis Haber, find out where he's going. Uh, okay. Um... Oh, but also really quick, it, like as he gets a little bit out, I am going to tell my team. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, so you're going to tell him. Okay, so make a... Let's call this a coordination roll. Okay. We'll think of it as the stealth. You are trying to tell him without getting spotted. Uh, coordination. Come on. All right, nine. It's as good as I could have done. You are following him, and as far as you can tell, he does not know that you are behind him, and uh, he walks uh, straight uh, down the hallway, and uh, he turns and goes uh, into a stairwell, and uh, the door closes behind him. Okay, great. I'm gonna ghost through the door really quickly, like right at the last second. I'm not. I'm not making any noises. <laughs> In fact, I'm gonna ghost, and then like I'm gonna continue being a ghost as I walk up the stairs. No steppy sounds. Okay. Uh, yeah, you you follow him up, um, and uh, you can you can hear that he is just about uh, a flight above. Um, uh, he you know, and uh, he he gets off at the first floor, and. Uh, opens the stairwell door and walks out to the first floor. What floor are we on? You are on the third floor. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good. <laughs> kind of walking around very slowly, kind of looking into the rooms, you know, with the open doors and just checking out people standing in the halls and kind of walking a little, you know, I don't know, let's say that the layout of this is kind of circular uh, and he's kind of just walking around the perimeter of, of, of this, you know, hospital hallway, just checking things out. Okay, great. I'm going to, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, cause this is the first floor. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to unghost obviously, cause I walk out into public airs up. I'm sorry. So this would be the second floor. Okay, great. All right. So, uh, and then I imagine that there's like, you know, some sort of maps, like floor maps and like guides and stuff that are around the and hospital. The elevators traditionally. Okay, great. Navigating them, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. I'm going to just post up at one of those that's got the most like sort of obtuse angle uh, where I'm able to kind of watch him, but I'll just be looking at my phone and glancing up and then just like pretending to be doing, you know, just checking wherever I'm going. Uh, yeah, you you stand next to the elevator at the first floor and um, you find, yeah, like a little floor map. Uh, and uh, next to it, there's a little plaque, and uh, the plaque has a, a picture of, uh, looks like um, a, a young girl on it. You can't quite determine the age, and it's, you know, uh, uh, in memory, uh, Maria C. Serrano. And uh, I'm sorry, exactly what information are you looking at on, looking for? You just, you just want the floor layout? Oh, I'm not really looking for any. I'm just trying to oh, look like I'm doing something. But the second that I see a plaque about the foundation of this hospital, I'm going to be cautiously reading it and keeping an eye on him. Okay. Yeah, no, that's all it says. Uh, and it's okay. just a short engraving of her face. Um, and uh, tell you what, make a, another... 
coordination roll to see how you know casual. Okay. Uh, eight. Not okay, the yeah. best I could do, but pretty close. Yep. Nope. You just look like some guy standing by the elevator. Great. Uh, and the three of you are upstairs. He has informed you about Curtis Haber's presence on the second floor. Uh, how, how did you do on your roles? On your role to you, you were. I'm sorry, I forgot where we left off with the two. Uh, last thing was parking garage two is what he frequently checks out of. We have no leads on the name. Parking garage two is presently our only meaningful lead on him at the mm -hmm. moment. So we're extracting ourselves. Uh, Caldrax, the sinner, uh, puts down the crossword that they had been doing. <laughs> You're, you're completing the crossword? Um, uh, yeah. They're think, doing a couple of them because many are oblique and cultural references. So there's a lot of things that Cadrax could not answer, but I assure you there were answers that weren't there before. <laughs> and I know what a monster that makes me. Cadrax does not. <laughs> Even caught a couple of mistakes, like Barry was trying to pull <laughs> <laughs> He's going to write himself in a corner. Frankly, he should thank me. Uh, and, and he doesn't even pan, you know. So, uh, yeah, you know that this hospital, just from experience, you know that the hospital has two parking garages that each have six levels in them. And uh, you are now headed down to the parking garage? Should we stand by and see what Kurtz is up to in a floor below us currently? Why don't I go and meet up with Vion and take care of whatever is going on. If Haber is here, it is very possible that he is here for me. That's true. But uh. we have bigger issues than small-time crooks with poor crime planning skills. So if you two want to proceed. Okay. I think that would be in our best interest. Excellent. Okay. Let's split the party. <laughs> more. Even more, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, we're, un, we're, we're, we're reintegrating some. Yes, just that's true. Yeah. Two and two, not a three and one. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Uh, either like in the stairwell or at the lift, whatever Cadrex is doing, uh, Abby Fripp seems like the kind of person who lets their roommate on find my phone. Okay. Can I just check real quickly whether she's in the hospital or whether she's at home right now or whether she's at, like... Okay, I'm going to say you can, but it's going to cost a point of determination because you're retconning in a detail. Ooh. Uh, then yeah, I we got community. We got community. No? Yeah, I, I, I don't have that many right now. Uh, there, yeah. This is a finale. I <laughs> really, really want my roommate to be safe. I really, really... I can't. I, yeah, no, you don't. You don't know uh, if she, if she is here right now. Um, oh my god! I think. Holy god! I think we opened up the Lord job. Uh, so much and, and some. Um, wow! Thank you so much, everybody. Oh, <laughs> job of the season! Wow! I'm so excited that this is open. Um, wow! Y'all have. Yeah, it's terrible. not even break. <laughs> yeah, it's not even the break. It's like uh, you know. It's like all, all of all of this goes to these amazing performers, and, and, and you know, and and uh, that's good because, like you know, 
You don't want Omar roaming the streets at night looking for he's he'll get hurt. Okay. It's literally illegal in the state of California right now. Yeah, there, see, there you go. So, uh, thank you so much, everybody. Um, uh, Hi, we finally made walking around illegal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure out who to punch to fix that later, but okay. Um, so, yeah, you head down. Let's see, who do we follow first? Uh, let's follow... Let's follow Cadrax. You go and meet up with Vion by the elevator. Let's say you just take the stairs right down there and, you know, uh, you know, the same stairwell you came up and just go right back down and it lets you out right by where he was standing, like the elevators and stairwells right by each other. And uh, do you make eye contact with me or do you make not eye contact with me? I make not eye contact, and but what I do is I pull my phone to my face and I say whatever I'd like to say to you, but pretending it's into a phone as you pass. Very clever. Oh yeah, I think I saw him uh, around the corner. <clears throat> I continue moving. Okay, you Yes. You go past beyond into that say loop you know that takes you around uh yes. the floor and uh we'll say it's kind of like um you know it's like a digital eight it's like a loop and then there's a way to cut across the middle as well I mean, like a yes. hallway that just goes through Ooh, there and, uh yeah you um you uh you make a right and uh you uh follow along and you again open doors people tell you what why don't you make your your own awareness roll here all right. Five. Mm. Uh, and yeah, you, you, you just sort of walk the perimeter and uh, you don't see anything. You, um, you go all the way from the elevator bank that you are at around the side where there is another elevator bank and stairwell. And uh, you, you, you sort of glance down the hallway in the middle and then you check the other side and Haber does not seem to be around. Right, I walk back into the stairwell so that if he wants to talk, or rather, to unghost and then talk, then I'm here. Okay, you head back into the stairwell. Uh, it is quiet, there's nothing, you know, I'll tell you what, actually, hang on. So basically, I've just showed my face around. Yeah, and... And you hang out there for a moment. Vion, you're still hanging out by the elevator? Yeah, yeah, I'm staying I'm staying put. I'm not going to interfere with the doc's plans. Okay. Um, oh, just so I'm clear, Caden, uh, when you went into the stairwells, did you go into the stairwells that are by where, where Vion is or the ones across on the other side of the building? Uh, across, I think I'm... Given the vibe I've gotten from Vion is that he is currently attempting to maintain stealth. I'm not going to potentially draw Curtis along an angle that brings attention to Vion again. Okay. Vion, what are you doing? Um, I'm kind of, I'm still keeping an eye out for Curtis. Okay. Uh, Benny and Ulez. You take the stairwell down to 
the parking garage. And it comes out again, right by the elevator. And you are basically at, you know, the entrance of the garage where cars would come in sort of the first top level there. And, uh, what do you do? So from that, their search, do we have like a license plate associated with this, this no. pass? No, all, all you've got is, you know, that the pass has been used very regularly. Uh, Did, what was the most recent use? Was it, has it been used today? Yes. Okay. In and not out? Or I guess we wouldn't know maybe out. Well, what we have the pass. That would be tracked, yeah. We do the so pass. The pass then out again. That's true, so he's out, so... Yeah. We could wait an ambush. That seems very par for our actions. Yeah, but we don't know what he looks like or what car he's driving. Ah. I see the problem. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna... You're just oh, kind you're of standing around. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm just making awareness rolls on you for you. Um, so it's a. Uh, uh... So yeah, what do you want to do? I guess. Do you have an idea? Um, I'm just really thinking about like that parking information data because like I. A, like, we know which floor specifically. And, like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of spots nonetheless. But, like, do we have, like, the timestamp on when this was last used so we can kind of reference that to what time it is now to get an idea of, like, when he leaves to know when he might come back? So, like, 24 hours in a day. We've got to work with something. Uh, I will say the pattern that you discerned from what you had was essentially, you know, he seems to... in in the evenings and nights, outs in the mornings and afternoons. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry, did we have a parking space? No, like, is there an assigned space or is it just to be in this parking garage? Yes. You, you, it was just enter entry and exit into the garage. Uh, you, okay. I'll tell you what. You do happen to notice as you look around uh, that the parking spots do have doctors' names and okay, that's good. Oh, I wonder if we can locate a guest spot for doctors. Yeah, I have two thoughts. Okay, one, I want to figure out if we can see this doctor's name, either of the two names that we've heard now, on any of these spots, and two, if there is, see if there's a camera near the entrance of this park of like where you would come in um and then try to i don't know what ulez's skill set is with camera stuff and like oh if it's hardware i can look then, into it then we can look at the last time they were in or out and maybe get a visual on the car or the license plate brilliant so those are the two ideas that I have. So if we're right next to some spaces, let's. I want to look around and see if we can find um, Beltry or Eckland. Sure. Um, tell you what, make a, an investigation rule. Both of us or just one? Uh, it could, I guess it could be both of you. Um, I will. a combined task. Who, who's doing the main role? Probably was. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Make an investigation roll and let me know what you get. Okay. 
I've got a plus one to add to my investigation anyways, because I'm investigative. Look at me. Um, so that makes... This is coming out of our intellect, right? Yeah. 11. Eight. Eight. Okay. So that makes your 11 to 12. So, okay. You start walking around and you notice that the parking spots have a doctor's name and then like uh, it looks like a little code that reflects the garage the level and the spot number so on the first spot you see uh dr e surrett and it says level two uh sorry it says garage uh garage two level one spot a one a and the next one over is uh dr uh abrero and uh it says uh Garage to level 101B. And on and on, those are the sets of spots. And you walk around um, and we'll leave you exploring the garage for a while and, and thinking about the codes. So, you, uh, while you are doing that, um, I'm trying to get, okay, while you are doing that, Cadrex. You are just standing uh, in the stairwell. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Are you, where are you standing? I am standing on the landing, not on the stairs. Uh, such that when the door opens, I'm on the side that uh, it does not open into uh, in order, you know, to maximize reach if one needed a yoink. I don't think he's going to come in that hot, but I don't want to underestimate. And I'm playing with the burner phone. You gave well, me I'm going to wait very much longer and I have missed my hypothesis. I want to see about further ways to agitate him. Yeah, so you are standing right where you said and that door slowly starts to creak open. And as it opens, it just kind of drifts a little bit towards you and then starts to close a little bit. And as it starts to go back, two arms come through the wall and grab you from behind and you feel yourself drain for a second. And then he lets go and he's standing over you. And it's Curtis Haber coming through the wall. And uh, Haber stands over you and uh, he just, he, he looks down and, and he sees the phone in your hand and he's like, <sighs> yeah, I, I think we're a little past our partnership now. You screwed everything up. I was on the news, you idiot. Mickey knows it wasn't the cluster now. I can't. I can't operate like this. My whole plan is down the toilet. And, 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 and when he rages like that, everything around you shakes a tiny bit. Now, now, by the way, I'll say all of you felt that little tremor. Okay. Um, <laughs> but while you felt that, Cadrax, and you want to do this here? Or you want to come with me nice and quiet like outside? Let's go. All right. 
leave your little earpiece there behind. I don't want your friend showing up and ruining my fun. And you try and screw me. Seriously, I will come back into this hospital and I will make you regret it. I would never dream of screwing you. <laughs> and and, and he, he gives you his hand to help you up. And he picks you up and the two of you start walking down the stairs towards the front entrance. Beyond, Can we not? Phase. Oh. <sighs> Sadly, I can only do the one at a time. No, but for point of clarification, he yeah, grabbed sure. me and then you said he went through the wall. And and this is part of why I'm I'm trying to test and figure this out. Oh, so see, he came from behind you and you sort of felt him kind of grab as he like sort of came through the wall at you. So okay, like, cool. Because I was like, wait, did he just use two in a row? Yeah, no, no, he didn't. He didn't. Sorry, I didn't mean to imply okay, that. Yeah. Cool. Um, no. Yeah, no, it's just like you didn't quite see him until you felt the That's perfect. Yep. Nope. Absolutely. Get the drop on me. No problem. Vion, you felt that tremor. Yep. Uh, it's pretty unmistakable. That's how all of this started. And so at that point, I'm not really worried about um, uh, everybody else because I feel like that's just a general shake and so everyone's going to be uh, distracted. I'm going to walk to what I could feel is like the origin of that. Make an intellect roll. Okay. Here we go. All right. That's a seven. Nah, I mean, it's it's sort of like a, you know, it's like an L.A. earthquake. It's like a light rumble, almost like a subway passing by. It doesn't really have a direction exactly. You, you just sort of felt the rumble. Okay, let me do this really quickly. I know this is going to cost me some time. I was standing by one stairwell because yeah. there's the stairs and there's the elevator. The dock didn't walk by me at all. So I'm going to quickly do like a sweep of the perimeter. But I, I'm thinking that like, if no one saw anything happen in any of these rooms, it's probably in the other stairwell. So I'm going to rush by and I'm going to like check a few like open rooms, but I'm mostly heading for the other stairwell. Okay. Make, um, no, you know what? Okay. You, you don't have to roll for that. Sure. You kind of, you know, sort of jogging your way up the hallway, looking in rooms, looking around, <laughs> um, while you're doing that, Les Benny, you are down in the parking garage. You felt the tremor. Let's say by this point you were, you know, you have seen a bunch of these spots and a whole bunch of these codes and names. Okay, so <laughs> if I use my brain for a second, DG Belt, Dr. Gerald Beltry, 2404A. That's where we want to go. <laughs> you are uh, took me a second, but I got there. <laughs> so, yeah, you make your way down to parking garage to level four, spot 04A. Uh, and any, any, anything, the, you know, any reaction to the tremor at all, or? We haven't been given, like, any sort of, like, hey, help, or, like, this is happening, so I'm, at this point, just assuming that the doctor has it under control, so. Conversation. I think, yeah. I think we're sort of operating on noise cancellation being very good, even if someone just yells toilet at your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um. So you arrive at the parking spot, and this parking spot is empty. But yes, it does say Dr. Gerald Beltry, uh, and yeah. Is, the, is it like where in relation to like a corner or wall? Like, is this in like, how it close is, would it be to a camera, basically? Um, 
I won't make you roll for it. You, you, you've been walking around the garage already. Uh, you don't really see a camera that is covering anything on this floor. Uh, okay. There is one of those like mounts for a camera in one of the corners, but you know, like 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 you know, in, in the upper corner of the room, like where a security camera would be. But there's no camera on it. It's like kind of just the mount oh. on the. Wall. And oh. uh, you, the spot is uh, in. It is in a corner, but it's like essentially like these two spots, O four A and O four B, are together in, let's say the northwest corner of the building i would like to quickly as i'm heading over to the stairwell because it's happening simultaneously is that right yeah um hey how's it going in the parking garage we have located the individual's parking space okay great is the car there no okay uh i think we have i I think we have the pass because he had left for the day Okay, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to check to see what's up with the dock, and then I'm going to head straight your way. And when I say straight, I mean I'm coming like straight through walls. Sounds great. Keep us posted. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give, I'm gonna give the, what we learned with just the 2404A, who is where we're, exactly where we are in the area in case we move around. That was really good, Benny. Like, I don't <laughs> mind yelling that like, as I'm running through the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> As you run through the hallway, you know, you pass all these doctors and patients who are just like looking at you, just shouting, that was really good, Benny! And, like, <laughs> and, and uh, Cadrax, you walk out, uh, let's say, a fire exit with uh, Curtis Haber and find yourself uh, on uh, in an alley on the side, of, uh, let's say, the south side of uh, Serrano Memorial Hospital. And oh, he... He's like, this way. And he walks down the alley towards a corner. And when you get to the corner, uh, there is like this little like satchel, like kind of like a, like a mailbag or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he leans down and he opens up the mailbag and he reaches into it and uh, he pulls out uh, Brick the dog, uh, his pug. And uh, he uh, puts the dog on the ground and he kind of taps it on its little pug butt. And he goes, you know, he's like, all right. Run along, I'll see you later. And and, 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 and the dog kind of scrambles off into some bushes. Uh, and he turns around to you. He's like, all right. Uh, Why did you bring the dog? Because I don't have a place to put him anymore. I can't go home thanks to you. I can't go anywhere. You know... If it is any consolation, after Mickey Bomberg told me he did what he did to you deliberately, I did put him through a wall. Mickey, yeah, right, right. Why would why would Mickey want to lose some crazy valuable piece of tech that he found? In order to booby trap it. You were a patsy. What are you talking about? Did I misuse the term? I mean, someone who is deliberately set up. I've only seen the Mafia movie once, so I might not know all of the terminology. But he intended you to get a track track that way. Make a willpower? Yes, of course. 
seven. Actually, it's not bad on this night. He he is going to spend a point of determination, which you get to be the recipient of, to activate his quality of I've got a temper. Also, I realized that is two up to three. I got a my determination from you last time uh, when Mickey Bomberg used it to uh, beat my role right before I put him through aforementioned wall. So I remembered where we're at. <laughs> okay. Um, this seems important because I think I'm about to get creamed. Let's see. Beyond. Yeah. You come popping out uh, the, the same exit uh, that Cadrax uh, just um, went down. And uh, let's see. You look left, you look right. Uh, you don't really see anything going on right now. Do you go back in or do you go looking? I mean, I, I'm going to look around the stairwell to just see if there's, I feel like, it, I mean, we're talking about there will be a calm here about on the landing. Yeah, I think that like I'm looking for like any breadcrumb I can find that. Okay. Did did didn't Curtis ask you to drop your earpiece? Yep. It'll be there. <laughs> Which will be on the ground. <laughs> Intellect? Yeah. I think he told you to drop the earpiece in the stairwell, but we'll we'll retroactively Eight. make this roll to see if you uh found it. Eight? Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, you found it. Um and uh you, you, you know that Cadrax went down, was in this stairwell at some point. Uh, and now you came outside, you looked left and right, you didn't see anything, and now you kind of start to walk down the alley uh, looking for, you know, just kind of scanning the area. And you come up towards the corner of the alley, and you see Curtis Haber's back and Cadrax kind of looking towards you. Cadrax, I will say... Actually, wait. Won't say anything. Cadrax, you catch a glimpse of Vion kind of peeking around the corner. While this is going on, Ulez, Benny, you are downstairs in the garage in the corner. What do you do? I feel like we should try to get some information out of this so we're not just split for a reason. Anyway, make an investigation roll then. Okay. I was going to still look oh. for a camera, but. Oh, yeah. Like okay. If we can still find one anywhere, like. I mean, you said there was nothing <clears throat> point in this direction. And but we know that, like. Track from here to the entrance or wherever we get into the hospital. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, like, I mean, we have a time from the last time this vehicle entered or, like, entered, and we can at least find the timestamp of when it came in and know that, that what his car looks like, so at least there's that. Like, that's the only piece of information I can think to purposefully look for right now. Yeah. I just threw my dice. Um, I heard that. It's gone. <laughs> uh, six. You got a six? Uh, yeah. Good. That makes an 11. Nice. 11. All right. Oh, an 11. On stop. This is beautiful. How should I do this? Okay. Um, for an 11, you got a six. That doesn't really get you anything for the assist, but uh, an 11 is, is still a massive success. So 
uh, or major success. So uh, I, I'm going to say you kind of scan the area. You look around where that camera was. You look around kind of just generally to see, you know, clues. Did he drop, you know, you know, did he drop anything? Did he, did he, did he look for anything? And with an 11, because, because, because of Ulez's 11, I, I will say, Ulez, you notice that right next to the, the sort of line on the floor that, you know, denotes where the parking spot, denotes where the parking spot starts, um, there is like a kind of a, a very thin but discernible seam, like in, in the concrete. Oh my god. Oh my god. I love this. Ah, oh, it seems that I have located a... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I am yet to determine something like this in your planet. Back where I'm from, if memory serves, we had a lot of these. And uh, so it's a light seam. I'm trying to think, what tools do I have? Um, you have... I just have a grappling hook. You have a grappling hook. somewhere. You are, you know, a mechanics genius. If you want to take a role on mechanics, if you succeed high enough, I will tell you what your mechanics knowledge can tell you. Okay. Is it like, so it's like a seam is just one, or can you trace it into a specific shape? Tell you what, make an intellect roll. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I can't believe you're right. Seven. Um, you, okay, you know what, it's close enough. You, <laughs> you guys already discovered the seam. Yeah. I think that reduces the difficulty now of trying to follow it. So it's mm -hmm. like, there is a circular kind of seam in the ground that kind of treads around these two parking spots and actually goes up the wall on both sides. Ulez, how did you do on your mechanics roll? Nine. Oh, whoa, 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 hold on. What is my mechanic set? <laughs> eleven. Oh, okay. <laughs> With an eleven, I will say that you, yeah, you get that a system like this is probably triggered by something that is local to where you are right now. Almost like you know, like a garage door opener would be. Like this guy would probably drive into the space, click some kind of thing, and it would do whatever happens here. Um. With an eleven. Um, I'll tell you what. Why don't you make another roll to see if uh -huh. you can... Now, uh, let's call this an investigation roll to see if you can find anything based on this new knowledge like a receiver. Okay. I mean, you know, there's certain um, godlike infrared sensors that I would look for. I don't know what receivers truly is, but there's <laughs> a certain frequency that I could look for uh, that would connect you the two. Can Ula's interface with, like, because you receive information in certain ways, like, you couldn't pick up on any of that, could you? Like, just with your own If it's internal local, I'm not really built that way. Okay. <laughs> they, they, they don't quite have that ability just yet, but, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, or unless they choose it someday. But, uh, yeah. Hold on. Okay, now this is like a real-life nine. <laughs> this is like real life nine. Yeah. But since you already knew what you were looking for again, the difficulty is a little less than it was in the first place. So what I will say is you 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 do a very close examination of the wall and right in the corner 
of the little sign that says Dr. Gerald Beltry and all the information on it, almost the size of like the head of a pin, there is like, it looks like a little reflector. I poke it. Nothing happens. Uh, Annie, I have found something. Um, I pull out the car keys. Does it have a fob? It's probably too old to have a good key fob. Our car. Our van. Oh, your car? Yeah. Um, Is it too old to have a fob? No. Just have the fob and a thick clicky thingy. (laughs) Okay. Well, look. I'd have to no. It's probably not too old, but let's say it doesn't work because, like, just okay. like the radio, like everything in this That's, van is broken. Making you get fixed mm-hmm. up. Totally cool. I want to unclasp it and be like, "Is this modifiable?" Ah, I see what you mean. This I can do. Okay, because Ula knows how to, you know, mechanics craft. Maybe they can make something that will interface with this. This is my expertise, give or take. I don't Maybe we do not plants. <laughs> Ula's, um, if it doesn't work for our van, then might as well make it work for something. <laughs> yeah, Ula's, uh Mechanics? Yeah, I guess make yes, make an intellect roll with your mechanics bonus. That's my worst one, yeah. Um oh, no. Hold on. You think I'd have my stats memorized by now. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten! Ooh. I can't do bad at intellect. Intellect and mechanics, this is, look at, I am a robot. <laughs> so, as you kind of tinker with the thing, and you take out the battery, and blow on both sides, and, you know, it's like tap, bend, put it back together, and, and uh, you point the fob at the little receiver, you click the button, and the two of you are standing there as the wall suddenly rotates like a giant lazy Susan and as you spin around right into the parking garage wall we're going to take our break and we'll ah! see it. Um, you can still get into the Hellboy giveaway uh, by hitting command Hellboy uh, in the chat and uh, we will be back in 10 minutes uh, uh, thank you so much everybody see you soon Woo! welcome back so uh, uh, first, uh, let's announce the winner of the Hellboy Complete Short Stories Digital Package, uh, and that winner is brrr, boom, Costaboris? Costaboris? I'm I'm sorry, I, I, I'm I'm mispronouncing that, but if you can identify yourself, Costaboris, uh, and you are here in the chat, congratulations, you have won uh, the Hellboy. Uh, a complete short stories digital pack, which opens up uh, the uh, uh, the second drawing, the grand prize, uh, the Hellboy Omnibus, uh, Volume One, uh, the the Adventures of Hellboy, as written by Mike Mignola, reset in chronological order. You know, kind of like that Godfather thing that Francis Ford Coppola did back in the '90s, where he re-edited the movies like all in chronological order and stuff. It's like that. Um, so. Congratulations to Costa Boris, and if you want to get into the uh, drawing for the Omnibus, uh, it is Command Omnibus, uh, I believe, and uh, that will um, that runs all the way through the second half, and I will announce the winner of that uh, after we're done. And uh, yeah, congratulations to the winner, and Command Omnibus to get into the next drawing. And on that, Ulez Galley. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm sorry. Um, Cadrax, let's start on this side. 
Um, see, you know, it's like, I, it's like, I don't have these things planned out. It's just like, we're feeling them out here as we go. <laughs> Kadrax, yeah, you are staring down Curtis Tabor. It's, you know, uh, you are, you are in this kind of alley, uh, that is watered by bushes that have a chain link fence, uh, keeping you next to the side of the building. You just came around, you know, like this fence sort of goes around the whole hospital and you are now between the building and the fence. Uh, with Curtis Haber next to the hospital. Leon, you are standing at that corner, looking around. You can see Curtis Haber's back. I'm going to say, you you know who that is. You're not going to make your role to identify him at this point. You get it. Uh, and Curtis is looking at you, Cadrax, and he says, you know, I really didn't want it to be like this, but... Sometimes you just got to teach somebody a lesson. I know you understand that. Roll initiative. Of course. Six. You actually get initiative. Um, Beyond, you are behind him that gives you the advantage of surprise. If you want to take some kind of action, you don't have to roll for initiative. You can just move first, surprising Curtis Haber. But if you don't, Cadrax, you go first. Uh, your, your mic is muted, Omar. I will wait to see what the doc does. Cadrax? <sighs> Duels are difficult. I've done a lot of them with combatants who have the voice, but quite frankly, our specialty is crowd control much more than fighting each other. Heaven for fend. But I've done it more than he has. I'd like to take a maneuver as a tactical. Sure. I'm, I'm going to set up activates for knowing how to fight this person with whom I have sparred. So okay. just as I familiarized with explosive, I'm familiarized with this person and I want to read Basically, what he's, what he's going to be telegraphing me. We're going to call that intellect, and you can apply your fighting bonus because I, I think it's you know pretty self-evident. Yeah. yeah. All right. Lovely. And boom. Uh, four plus six plus one. Uh, Eleven. Okay. So you have uh, created that quality. Uh, that you are, uh, we will say, familiar uh, with Curtis Haber's fighting style, and uh, or, or becoming familiar as you watch him and factor that into what you learn from the sparring session. And uh, you get uh, one free activate on it. Is it one on 11? I think so. Okay, cool. Um, or, oh, it's, it's uh, success levels. Yeah. Okay, moderate success, got it. Yeah. Um, I think that's my action. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, I guess if, if I get 
uh, talking action, then I'll take that. Yeah, and, and he looks at you and he sort of like, it's like, this is the problem with training with people like that wuss Sonneville. It just teaches you to stand around and get punched in the face. And he just lets rip and he punches you rather than using the power. And uh, how do you, are you going to take it or are you going to evade? What are you doing? I'm going to evade. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, using my uh, baton to block and sort of uh, extend my reach. Uh, so that's uh, another 11 for me. This is the only number that this die rolls, apparently. <laughs> 11. Okay. He is going to spend a point of determination that you get. That brings you to three by my count. He's going to activate his quality. I've got a temper again because uh, this is a new scene. And uh, that gives him... Didn't you just... Oh, was that the quality I used a second ago? Yeah, right at the, when we popped off oh, um, right. in the willpower roll, yes. That was the same scene, okay. In that case, okay, he's going to activate his quality, I'm a survivor. And uh, you still got the point of determination uh, because he has enough relevant quality. And uh, that gives him a minor success against you. All right. Uh, which at his strength rate is going to take... Uh, three off of your stamina, which we'll say is at max right now, so that brings you to five stamina. Yes. I have the same count. Vion, once again, you are still lying, you know, hidden. Um, you can jump in at any time if you want, but you don't have to. Um, I mean, the doc is a lot better at fighting than I am, so I'm kind of keeping watch, but I am, like, ready to spring in at any point if I need to. Okay. Um, tell you what, why don't we do that as a maneuver, essentially, uh, you can create the quality of like, you know, cat-like awareness or, you know, state okay. of readiness or something. Yeah, state so of readiness, yeah. Make, make a roll on your, uh, let's say, coordination. Okay. So that's going to be, here we go. Okay, that's nine. Okay. Um, that will get you the quality, uh, but with no free activates. So, okay. uh, you are ready to jump into action whenever. Cadrax, it is your move. He's come in close to me to strike. I'm going to move to his side, low. So I'm angled upward relative to his center of mass. And I am going to blast a yeet. Because you need to get a little bit of height over the fence that you specified. I'm trying to get him away from the hospital. Okay. Um, yeah. Just make your, you know, make your, your power roll, uh, you know, as it applies to your blast. Uh, if he gets, you know, a ya ha ha hui uh, bonus. <laughs> My dice only roll one thing. Um, I'm I'm uh, activating the the quality. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, you get a free activate. Uh, so what does that bring it to? Uh, that brings it to thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, you got eleven again, right? You said that. Okay. Um, 
okay, yeah, he, you, you, you blast him and he goes like, just, just like straight up in the air backwards, like over the fence. And you can just hear him like thud down on the other side. How much damage does he take on it? Uh, Did I get a full success on it? You got a... I got a stun. I got... You got a major success. So that is not a slam. It's a stun. And you get your full damage, which is... Six. Six. Okay. And while you are standing there from the other side of the fence, Curtis Haber blasts right back at you. Um, okay. It's a it's I, a I, oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, if I uh, can I activate, spend a point of determination and jump into it? Is that how it works? Sure. Just, right. Uh, this, like I, I'm like in waiting. Right. That's the only time that like, that would be. You are already in waiting, and you see him like bringing up his hands as if he's going to do his own blanch. It's a chain link fence, so you can see through it. Okay. Yeah, I would like to jump and uh, ghost the dock as the blast is about to hit both of us. Wow, that's amazing. Um. Yeah. Okay. So you activate that quality. Um. Make a. Coordination roll. Okay. Oh my god. We're 340. Uh, thank you. Uh, wow. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, oh god. Wow. You, you know, uh, thank you. Um, we, 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 we super duper appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Omar, what'd you get? Uh, I got, because I don't lie, uh, I got a four. You got a four. So yeah. with the activation of that quality, that's a six. Um, you know what? I, I think that's probably close enough. Um, I think because the whole point of your action was to be in a state of readiness. You're right by Cadrex, and it doesn't. Your your power works automatically, merely by touch. And I think six is high enough so that, and, and it's a six, right, with the bonus. Yep. 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 Okay. I think six is high enough that I can say that, like, you know, you leaped at Cadrax and just sort of barely, like, got them, like, you know, you fall to the ground and grab their foot just mm -hmm. as the blast comes through and nothing happens to either of you. And from the other side of the, the thing, you hear Curtis Herbert just kind of scream and, you know, kind of tantrum-y and, and everything shakes a little bit. Um, while this is going on, uh, down in the parking garage... The wall spins around, and the two of you find yourself, Ulez uh, and Benny, you, you find yourself in a long stone hallway that is lit by fluorescent lights. And this is not like a little dug into the wall kind of nothing. It's like, it's concrete, it's, you know, it's engineered, it's professional it looks like it's here right, on purpose <laughs> yeah it's right in the wall of this it's part of the parking garage structure you know and uh that much is obvious um i'll tell you what see. you can hear humming somewhere coming from down the hall like mechanical humming or people humming mechanical okay <laughs> just checking that's a valid, no, no, it's a, it's a valid question yeah 
Yeah, you just hear down the hall, you know. <laughs> That's spooky too. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. You. Wow. This is unexpected. Yeah. Good job on that. Thank you. I'm very excited for what we might find. We are so close to finding my ship. So, okay. So that's the great part. The other side of that coin is um, we might be walking very close to a large explosive device. So true. I guess caution. I think that is correct. Hopefully there's no one down here. And then <laughs> I think we start walking. <laughs> Quietly and carefully. Mm-hmm. So you start walking down the hall and make a coordination roll, both of you. Not my best, but okay. Are there any like visible like surveillance, anything, camera? Oh, um, nice. You do not see any, uh, make it, I guess you can make an intellect roll. Okay, I rolled a nine for stealth. And okay. Then- what did you get for stealth, Ulyss? Six. Hmm. Six for intellect. Okay, um, you do not see anything like a camera. You know, it just looks like kind of fluorescent lights uh, like along the ceiling leading down the hall. Hopefully and no one's watching us walk right in. <laughs> so, you, 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 you are walking forward. Uh, yes. You move forward, and... Uh, when you get to the end of the hall, you find yourself in this vast laboratory. There is machines, computers, test tubes, counters, uh, you know, all sorts of notes, charts, graphs all over the walls and, you know, equations written on, you know, whiteboards and marker. You know, it looks like there's just a bewildering amount of stuff. Um, I can imagine, you know, all sorts of really technical looking equipment, maybe, you know, the kinds of things that would have been on those lists that you were looking at last week. Um, And uh, it is so far quiet is just sort of the sound of the humming. And you see ahead of you, there is uh, across the lab, there is uh, a hallway that, you know, you can see a little bit down, but not what is at the end of it. And then uh, to the side, there is like a, an arch. Uh, there's another room on the other side of the arch where you can't quite see in there. Um, and that is what you see from where you're standing. Does anything look familiar, Ulas? Um, can I invoke my quality honest but naive? Um, because I'm just going to rush in with the intent to look for my ship. Um, oh, that's a little by naivety. I mean, it seems empty. I I am here for a purpose. Uh, I'm doing it with the best of intentions. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, uh, give yourself a point of determination uh, as you run into the middle of the room. Um, and as you run in, you you sort of look around. You you do not see anything that looks familiar to you. Uh, but as you look into that archway, you see a man or a man's back. And uh, he is wearing, um, I don't think he's wearing like a suit and tie, but without the jacket. And uh, he, he kind of turns around as he hears your footsteps, you know, across the floor. And this guy, he's, he's kind of 
mm, kind of smart and looking. Uh, if, he, if he was if he was an actor, I would say uh, I would cast Dylan Baker, um, uh, who played uh, played the lizard in that old Spider Man movie. Um, but uh, he's in a million TV shows and stuff. Um, look him up, and you will oh, get cool. a sense of what we're picturing. Yeah, he's, he's you know, and, and and he sort of peers at you, and he, and he looks you up and down. Uh, um, welcome. Do you have my? Where is my ship? It's got to be around here somewhere. Your ship. What does it look like? Uh, it's, it's square, it, it's got a lot of lights, if you open it up, there's a module inside which you can control, uh, um, <clears throat> um, yes. I'm sorry, what did you say, uh, did you say what your name, what is your name? No, um, I will not provide you my personal information, nor my designation. Your designation. Hmm. Wait. Hang on. Is your designation eight five three nine four two five five four four? Correct. Ah. It's nice to meet you. Uh, gr greetings. I have a purpose, though. I, I must perform my purpose. Where is my ship? Who are you? Are you Deckard Eckard? My name is Declan Eckland. Ah. How did you know who I was? I, I mean, I, I didn't. I couldn't get your name correct. Huh. Thank you, you for the clarification. You can come out now, too. Damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, that is like, go out, too. <laughs> and what is your designation? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> well, yes, that's why I asked. I mean, okay. We should probably have a talk. Do you want to sit down? Yes, please. Coffee, anyone? Could I make it? <laughs> uh, sure. I love that you, like, you, someone offers you coffee, and then someone says, I would like to make it, and doesn't drink it, and the other person declines coffee. <laughs> it's just <laughs> the strangest refreshment experience. <laughs> This has been my experience with refreshments, so this seems quite I love nice. it. <laughs> and uh, he lets you make the coffee, and um, and while you're doing that, up in the street, Cadrax, you see uh, Curtis Haber throw that little tantrum and shake everything from the street. And, uh, you know, he, he just yells, Oh, that was a dirty trick! the fence i said to be on his just right with me pardon uh through the fence all right and uh we can spider monkey this up again i'll just jump on your back i'll ghost you and unghost you as much as you need but i got one rule doc we don't take him out he's mad because he's been played but this this ain't his fault and he's got a dog 
So whatever we can do to just take him down without killing him, that's what we do. I may have to climb the fence myself then. I, I, let's just get this done, Doc, and I, I'll just jump on your back. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. we ghost. Yeah, you don't have to roll. You just go right through that fence uh, and uh, out into the street. And uh, as you are coming towards Curtis Haber, he, uh, oh no, it is not his move. He just, wait, who's, what was it last? He went last and, and you ghosted his blast. So it is actually Kadrax's move. So Curtis Haber is just kind of seething with anger in the street. Uh, you know, things are rumbling a little bit around him. You know, you can see the, the ground, the, the cement beneath his feet is kind of cracking. Oh my God, we hit 450? Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God, thank you. Ah, uh, bah! I, I, Thank you so much, everybody. You have taken such good care of us all season, and I swear to God, I am not going to forget it when I spend the next five weeks planning the next season. It, it you know, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, and I'll, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find a way to, to, to make this up here somehow. I, I just thank you so much, um, Kadrax. It is your move. Yeah, good. Thank you for uh, being odd for a moment. So all the so that I have a moment to try to figure out. <sighs> oh, also, we're apparently doing the dice giveaway in chat. Uh, Jake has got the information for you, uh, just uh, and uh, I think it's like a cool pair of metal dice, um, uh, which I probably should have announced at the beginning of the show, and, and that was my bad. Um, uh, but, uh, Fun surprise for everybody. <laughs> yep, just get, get in. Uh, Jake, Jake's got the information for how to get in on the dice. They're really cool. Um, and, uh, and you can get into the help thing with uh, Command Omnibus. I'm going to attempt the strongest nullification I've ever done because now we've both used blasts and frankly, I knew better, he doesn't. And one more from him could easily hurt this hospital, uh, which is my foremost concern. I don't even know about anything nearby because uh, I don't have my earpiece in. Uh, so I'm going to uh, do the same thing I've done twice before with this man. Um, and this time I'm going to uh, activate uh, quality so that I can uh, increase my power level as well uh, because it works by those and I just don't know how powerful he is. Which, uh, what are you activating? I'm activating, I pulled my oath. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, great. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, make your power roll. Okay. Please don't. Uh, I'm also getting new die for next season because my die suck. And they no, don't me. you dare. Don't you dare, and, um... <laughs> so it I only rolls one thing? <laughs> um... You get 11 again? Is that with, it, with the bonus or without the bonus? No, so uh, this is, let's see. It's technically a coordination check per the nullification rules because I'm stunting to use a power that's not my core power. Um, oh, right. So it's a coordination versus coordination check. Alas, I'm not a fan either. 
It was not my, it's not my favorite. It's not my choice, uh, but I did still roll the same number on the die. Yes. Um, okay. So I think that's a uh, nine, um, four plus coordination plus my power skill. So that adds up to nine. Nine. Okay. Um, that is that is a moderate success. <sighs> okay, um, then I can subtract seven of uh, my target's power levels. Seven of his power levels. Uh -huh. Okay, so. Uh, if I negate him down to zero, uh, power reduced to zero or less remains negated uh, for level duration pages. And, and, and that, that works on a moderate success? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, just, it's successful. It is a binary. Lol. Oh, oh okay. Okay, okay. It's one of those. Okay. Um, so, yeah, in that case, if it's seven, then... Okay. Do you want to describe what this looks like, or...? Katras ungos and gets into a combat stance that seems very clearly to be blasting and usually does, don't let themselves be distracted, but just catch Vion out of the corner of their eye. And in that same peripheral, see just a little bit of the hospital, uh, the neon sign of it out on the street, uh, just a few hundred yards away. And Cadrax shifts stances, stands up very straight, puts their arms up and closes their eyes listening to his voice and every so often their hands move to catch waves that can't be seen only felt and heard and too imperceptible for human ears to detect but as they focus they send inverse waves to cancel everything that comes from Curtis. And as he's kind of trying to throw at you and, and, and just like, it just, he, he finds himself, you know, he's like, what's going on? What's going on? What are you doing? Training. And he just kind of rushes at you and he's like, train this. And, and he kind of swings for you again. Mm -hmm. um, didn't Vion put his turn between the two of them? Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Actually, that is a good catch, Benny. He, yeah, okay, Vion, do you have a move to make after he, so he is, yeah, you know, what did you do? Like those, you know, he's having that moment. What do you do? Um, he is going to, is he running yet or is he just yelling? No, he's just yelling. He's kind of, you know, again, kind of just tantrum, you know, anger as, he's, as he can't seem to fire these blasts anymore. Okay, well, you know what? Let's have a little bit of fun, right? It's the finale. Um, can, I can spend a point of determination to 
uh, retcon something. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because I got a few thanks to chat. Um, I would like to retcon that while the after the sound earthquake had happened and everyone was like looking around and I was checking all the rooms. I did pass by like a cart of like medical supplies and I grabbed a few zip ties. And so those are just kind of in my pocket and inspired by the doc absorbing his blasts and just blocking them and using their body as like a defense for essentially what I, for me, I consider the city now. Cause you know, who knows where that explosive is. I would like to run at Curtis, jump, ghost, and then I would like to, as I get behind him, unghost, and using my sleight of hand, I would like to zip tie his hands together. I love this. Oh my god, sleight of hand, the decisive, you know, specialty that, oh my god. I love you, Omar. Um, okay, make a coordination roll. Okay, come on. And then my side of hand, I believe, is just one that I'm tossing it's on top of this. It's the coolest build. I love it so much. I, I love all the stuff you're thinking of. It's so cool. Okay. And that was coordination. Oh. That's going to be an eight. Okay. That is a major success and you exactly like you describe it's just like you slam through him and kind of turn around and real quick it's just like right around his hands and he's you know kind of and struggling against the ties and he kind of you know just buckling back and forth um and uh I, you know what I, I will say that that is you know the equivalent of being held for him sort of uh so he he will not get his turn here because um, he doesn't have a power that he can use without his hands, and his hands are now tied. Um, I'll tell you what, he's going to make a strength roll to try and break your tie. These are these are like those plastic like cops use, like kind of wrist tie. Like, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's say that those are level... Let's call them level four. Does he have any qualities that he can already used the only two qualities that are relevant. He cannot break the tie. He's sort of <clears throat> pulling against it. And he's a really strong dude, but it's like they are made to hold really strong dudes. So uh, he, he, he's just ripping at it and, and, and he cannot quite, you know, get out. Um, it is Cadrax's turn again. They open their eyes. Was this the state of subdued you were looking for? You done real good, Doc. You done real, real good. It appears you've done it. Oh, I mean, I just, you know, I'm just following your lead, completely honest. <laughs> and I turn to Curtis and I look him and like, very seriously, like, you're very lucky. You are very, very lucky to be alive right now. And, uh... He looks at you and he's like, you're going to regret not killing me. You know, I'm sure of that. But at the same time, let me ask you a quick question, because this really has to do with life or death, something that I am very intimately acquainted with. Chris, we can knock you out of the sky right now. I mean, Doc, you could do it with your eyes closed, I bet, at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, easily. But wouldn't you rather want to see how this ends and see who's pulling all your strings? 
It doesn't matter. There's always someone pulling my strings. Well, that's a little bit of a negative attitude, Curtis. I'm being quite honest. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to start walking him towards the dock. Yeah, and you start walking him towards the dock. Um, let me ask you a question before we go back uh, down to the parking garage. Um, yeah, okay, actually, like, I'll do this in character. Curtis turns to you and he sort of... So now what? You gonna turn me over to the cops? Let me go? Kill me? Somewhere less public and just tell people you didn't? What's the plan? Exactly. You know, let me ask you a question, Curtis. What do you want? Like, honest, honestly. From one person to another, what do you want right now? Right now? Yeah. To break your neck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's say you do that. What do you want next? You got a point. You don't know what you want. You're just mad. And I get that. I'd be mad if I were you too. <laughs> Lost everything, been jerked around. I'm going to tell you what I want right now. And I'm pretty sure I can speak a little bit on the behalf of the doc. See, we're trying to make sure uh, something bad doesn't happen. After that, I don't know. Now, if you don't want to hurt anybody, my wants don't exactly conflict with your wants, do they? If you do want to hurt someone, that's going to be a problem, and Doc and I are going to have to take care of that. But you could help us, because we could be standing right here, and we could all be gone in a second. But I'm leaving that choice completely up to you right now. So you tell me. I'm asking you one more time. What do you want? Little power roll, Dion. Okay. Okay, that was sick. Community determination. I'm open to it because you're being a badass. <laughs> uh, let's see. What can I uh, burn for this? I guess kind always. And spirit yeah, of festival. Like the whole thing here. Like it all fit. That's pretty on point. Uh, all right. In that case, that's going to be. Uh, sorry, this is willpower, right? Yeah. That brings that up to an eight. All right, as an eight. Did you roll a six? I rolled a two. Oh, you said six. I thought you rolled. I was like, it's definitely higher oh, than eight if you roll a six. That would be great. That is a marginal success. Oh, boy. The effort barely succeeds in Mayfell. Okay, so he help you. Yeah. Sure. Why don't you take these ties off me? Well, I guess they're behind his back, so mm -hmm. you know, he turns and shows them to you. Can't help with my hands tied. <laughs> yeah, you can, Curtis. <laughs> and I'd like to walk him towards the parking garage. And as you start walking towards the parking garage, we go back downstairs where you are sitting and having coffee with Declan Eklund. Uh, Making coffee with Declan. <laughs> yeah, the coffee was made over the break, and you are now enjoying your coffee. And um, oh, Benny, Benny definitely declines, and it's just like just kind of giving him a once over. And he looks at Ulez, and he's uh, I, I, I just have to say how very interesting it is to meet you. Um, 
having seen your ship, I, I wondered what you were like. And he looks at your cape and he sort of, such interesting outfit. Thank you. Now, what brings you here? I mean, it's, it's so amazing. Did, did you, does, does it call to you? How did you know? No, no. Uh, my friend and I are here to stop a bomb, but mostly I would like my ship. To stop a bomb? Correct. Yeah, you're going to destroy the ship and probably the whole hospital if uh, you decided to tinker with it. I am... I am not the tinkerer. Um, I am the administrator of this lab. Uh, I watch the scientists. Okay, well, the stance remains the same. One of your tinkerers is going to blow up this entire hospital and part of the city. Correct. I am sure the technology is very advanced, but my tinkerers are extremely smart. I think they will be able to dismantle it completely without upsetting any of its systems. It's not a natural system to it, sir. We're trying to tell you things. Don't speak down to us when we have information you don't know. You are talking about my ship. You don't know anything about my ship. What, uh... What information do you have that I don't know? I will not provide information again like this. I will only fall for that one time. So... There's a bomb, but you won't tell me how you know there's a bomb, and I'm just supposed to trust you and what? Just, uh, I suppose, give you the ship so you can defuse the bomb and take it away or something like that? Ideally, yeah. Correct. Well, then we've got a problem, because there is no chance that I will be allowed to let you take that ship away. It does not belong to you. It does now. I don't think that's how anything works, sir. Either you're going to let us take what belongs to my friend here, or we're going to have to take uh, extreme measures to make sure it leaves here in one piece. There are a lot of things that can be exploded here, locally, smaller explosions. Oof. Okay, okay. Um, make a willpower roll. <laughs> uh, Melissa's not actually good at threatening. Why are we like, doing just one or two? It sounds like you both threatened him, so you might as well both, yeah, or, you know. Okay. You certainly threatened him, so definitely you, Ulez, if you consider, yes, yourself a threatener, let me know what you did. What you did. <laughs> I got um, an eight. Can I add strangely protective of my ship? Yeah, I think you can add that. Okay, so it's a nine. I would like to burn. I want to scare the shit out of this guy. Um, can I use stubborn as a mule? Ah. Yeah, you absolutely can. Okay. Um, take that down to two. That is 13. 13. Okay. Uh, I do not like this man. <laughs> wow. He sort of sinks back into his chair, clearly a little bit intimidated by the two of you. Um, 
I assume you wouldn't have found your way into the lab if you weren't formidable at some level. Um, of course, you never know what you're going to find with these things. You know, life is weird. I, I used to be on the city council and... Uh, we know. Uh, you know. Oh, you've heard of me. Um, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I never foresaw that life would bring me here to uh, a place where we uh, meet aliens and... Uh, uh, Space, see spaceships and things like he's, that. He's monologuing. Can I do like some sort of like insight? Is he like moving in any way? Like I'm very immediately suspicious about him talking at us about something that doesn't seem like it matters. Intellect roll. Oh boy, could it, would it be awareness? Uh, yeah, you can make your own. I'm not, I'm not like actively like searching through things. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, seven. I mean, yeah, no, you, he, he, he's actually just talking to you. He's, he's just monologuing. Okay. All right. And he's like, you know, life takes you in strange places. He's like, for example, um, Harmon. And <laughs> all the way on the other side of the room, uh, Harmon Keeler kind of steps out and he walks to the center of the room and he just stands there very, very still. And uh, Eklund says, uh, Harmon didn't know what he would find when he came here either. He actually, he found this place and uh, he brought me his, his poor dying brother. And, and he asked if I could do something to help his brother, his, his twin, they're twins. Did you know that? And uh, I, I, I couldn't do that. I, I wasn't able to save his twin. Uh, so, um, well, I got him a new one. Uh, Harmon, why don't you show them? And right before you, there's a little bit of like a kind of weird flash of light as Harmon separates into two exact duplicates of himself. And then he says, and why stop at twins when you can have a whole family? Harmon, show them. And he suddenly separates into another, 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 another until there is surrounding him eight duplicates exactly like himself, just standing, staring at you, not moving, not saying a word. And while you were looking at those duplicates, um, Beon and uh, Cadrax and Curtis Haber are walking into the hospital and uh, Haber with his hands behind his back is a, uh, he puts his head down as you kind of like, you know, get closer to the building and he's like, you know, um, so, so, so where are we going exactly? Doc, we should probably go to the parking garage. Oh, I'm sorry. I just jumped on your words there. Uh, good question. I, lean over for an aside. I don't want this man anywhere near the hospital. I can't hold what I'm doing with him for more than a few more minutes. Okay, how about this? We find where Ulez and Benny disappeared because they got to the parking garage. We find that opening. Once we connect back up with them, we figure out what to do with Curtis. Five minutes tops. After that, my hands are off and it's your call, Doc. All right. Understood. Did you, okay. Did you pick up my communicator by chance? Yes, I did. And I hand it over. Oh, thank you. Nice. 
<laughs> I love it when stuff like that works out. Um, so yeah, you've got your communicator back, and uh, you are now headed to the parking garage. Yes. Okay. Um, Can I retcon? Uh, I'll use a point of determination that I had left the key fob in front of the uh, uh, the sensor. If you're spending a point of determination, you can, sure. I'll do it. Yep, that brings you down to one. I think we still have two community points. Uh, and yes. It brings me to two, because I earned one this game. Uh, what? It brings me to two, because I earned one point of determination this game, where I invoked uh, wide. I've had, yeah. had you at two, and that I think this brings you down to one now. Uh, did I... I I started the game with two. Um, I got oh, yeah. one in the middle of the game when I invoked. Uh, that's why I ran into the middle of the laboratory. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay, I didn't write that down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what these pages look like? It's like they're just like all like scribble notes. You have and it's a lot like, to keep track of. It's cool. The worst handwriting in the world. You have no idea. <laughs> Like last week after the game, I went over my notes and I was like, I couldn't read like like three quarters. Of the time. <laughs> what happened? Um, uh, yeah. By the way, in the, you can uh, uh, command dice to get into the dice drawing and command omnibus for the Hellboy omnibus uh, drawing. You can still get into both of them. And uh, yeah, you come to the parking spot and you find the key fob there on the floor for you. Well, that's a bit of a freebie. Um. Uh... The, and it's our key fob, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still holding... Actually, you know, I'm going to... If anyone's looking over at Curtis, it should be you, Doc. So I'm, I'll hand him off. And I'm going to go lift... Uh, check out the key fob and, like, lift it up. Okay. You have the key fob. And I kind of look around and... I want to like sort of wave it in a general area that I found it. Benny Ulas, we're at the parking lot location, and there's a key fob here. Any notion of what we're supposed to do with it? I'm gonna say to this guy, <laughs> "Looks like you really like to push buttons, huh? You're looking for a fight, and so." <laughs> And, and Evelyn's just like, hey, you're the one who threatened me. You're yeah, the thing. Push buttons and fight people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, yeah, that, I mean, with that, I would like to like push with the key fob, like where I found it. Yeah, you, you push with the key fob. I, like, I can't tell you how much I love this. And uh, yes, all of a sudden, the whole ground revolves again like a lazy Susan, and you find yourself all being shifted into the lab. And Curtis okay. Saber's like, neat. Uh, oh, you were not in the lab. You were in that hallway that leads right. to the lab, actually. Um, and because we, I heard Benny say, you want to fight, I'm going to turn to Curtis... And I'm going to look to the docket. I want to give a nod. I'm trying to think of how to describe this of like, I'm going to like, I'm still ball still in your court, but I'm just going to try this. And I turn to Curtis and I go, okay, Curtis, if I understand correctly, you uh, have absolutely no cash. Your last job went bust. You got no place to live and you got a dog to watch over. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you're not quite sure exactly what you want to do next, right? Well, right now, I would like to, you know, get out of here without dying or getting arrested. You okay. Uh, I'll figure it out later. I would like to offer you a very special deal here, Curtis Saber. 
I would like to offer you a job. A job? Yeah. Doing what exactly? Just all kinds of stuff. I'm a private investigator, and you never know who needs to be tracked down, who needs to be chased, who needs to be shaken out for some cash at times, and I don't like getting my hands dirty. I'm not too good at it. You, sir, are a man of what seems to be infinite talents. You're able to absorb powers and use them at a moment's notice. Now, we don't exactly see eye to eye, but right now it sounds like there's a fight at the end of this hallway. Now, we can either just let you go back and <laughs> you can figure out whatever you can and run from the cops. You're a wanted man. Or you can accept this job offer and uh, jump into the fray in a few seconds. Make a willpower roll. Okay. Uh, what's the, op the oppose for this check? Because so, I should just count this as being opposed on the doctor, too. Is it willpower versus willpower, or? Willpower versus willpower. Uh, seven for me. That beats me by one. Seven for you, and you got a six? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I thought I heard a message sound. I guess I didn't. Never mind. <laughs> um, so... That is one moderate success and one marginal success. Um, uh, Omar, you mm -hmm. have a moderate success over Curtis Haber. Um, he, a job. Uh, huh. Well, I guess for the moment, I'm not really in a position to bargain, so... I'm a survivor. I'll take your job. Now, Cadrax, you got a marginal success. Look, if you want this man to work with you, this honorless wretch, Let's see how this room goes. But he stole my voice and has done many terrible things. I have no interest in being anywhere near him. And I do not want to be responsible for any further harm he inflicts. He should be dealt with, but if you insist otherwise. Haber just kind of shakes his head, but he doesn't say anything. As long as the next room, I will promise you, and no longer be on vigor. Well, look at us, three happy amigos. All right, let's head into the next room and see what happens. <sighs> yeah, let's get this over with. Okay. And we're going to say that this is all kind of happening Right, you know, just at the same point that all those, you know, multiples of Declan Eklund, uh, of uh, um, Harmon Keeler were spreading out in front of you. And uh, you come from the back and Cadrax and Vion and Curtis Haber, you walk in from the hallway and you find, see yourself, there are nine men standing in a semicircle kind of around Ulez and Benny, who are sitting at a desk next to this guy who, you know, looks like Dylan Baker. Uh, and you see all the stuff in the lab that I described before. Uh, I think, um, can I, like, which, which 
Harmon was the origin point. Why don't oh. you roll uh, an intellect roll to see if you were able to keep track of that? Okay, cool. Boy, geez. Well, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to do doesn't really matter, but I would like to know who to address. Um, eight. Eight. Uh, right now, he is standing in the center, and I'll say that you kept track of him. Okay. I kind of want to, like... Yeah, it's while... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, while Eklund said that Harmon came to him with his dying brother, and so he made him a new one. That's what Eklund said, right? I said he made him a new twin. New twin. New, right, yeah. New twin, right, okay. Um, and this individual didn't seem, like, Harmon didn't seem to react to that at all, has been kind of blank-faced this whole time, right? I'm just trying to remember what you said. Okay. 100%. Uh, but he's going to kind of look at him and be like, this is a good thing for you? This is what you wanted? You lose your brother and you let him experiment on you to make some weird facsimile? This is okay with you? And yeah, she's just going to try to goad him into some sort of reaction. Maybe, maybe that will strike a chord. I don't know. But she, I just want to see, I want to see him react to something. Totally stone-faced. Yeah. Doesn't move, doesn't say a word, neither do any of the duplicates. And uh, Eklund says, uh, why don't you address me? Um, I'm in charge here, so Harmon here will do what I tell him and not do what I tell him not to do. Um, one more thought. Do these, do they seem, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be able to tell this. Do they seem organic or do they seem? They are indistinguishable from the original. They're all like a hundred percent identical duplicates. Even their clothing, the same. You know? I just mean like even the original that I'm looking at. Like there's no sign that this nope. is like, okay. They all like ran around in circles. You would totally not be able to tell one from the other. Yeah. Is Prime bruised? Because we fought him. True. Um, you do not see on the the visible parts of his body, any bruises. Uh, from, from what you can see where, where you are, um, you know, from what is exposed, uh, given the suit that he is wearing, uh, there's nothing on his okay, face. Okay, nothing that's gonna give us one way or the other. Uh, are the three of us in, in the Harmon's eyeline? No, you are behind them, the three of them. Cool, and, so they uh, haven't yet seen the guy who killed the brother. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, and cool. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you have heard, are hearing us speak strangely about a brother who was killed, and maybe you will get some context clues, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, in that I case, while, <laughs> while we've got like sort of the secret scene where like a little bit hidden, I'd like to turn to Curtis and say, okay, you're going to take my power. And I'm going to hold out like my arm to like his like hands. So he's going to be using my ghost phasing powers instead of the doc's what for? voice. Because I saw, because I saw what you did last time. He's shut down. Okay, on. Pardon? He's shut down, for now. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. I think I'm, I'm not making any risks under my hospital. Okay, in that case, you're just gonna have to fight your way out of this one, Curtis. Can I have my hands back? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll free his hands, but very cautiously. And he kind of yeah, rubs at his wrist a little bit. All right. How are we doing this? So there's eight of them. And we look. Are we making contact with, with Benny and Ulez? Yeah, they're I'll actually take the half on the left. 
I think then as they're kind of like, we can see them whispering and conversing and maneuvering. Ulez will stand up and put down the cup of coffee that they were holding. They really like the idea of it. <laughs> um, if you will not provide me my ship, if you will not give me what I am owed, I did not simply offer threats. I have the ability to drain you of your weak human life, and it is not a task that I wish to do. You can drain me of my weak human life. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. It's a corruption. It is not intentional. But we are not here to talk about my functions. Oh, I can do it intentionally. So. I want to learn about you, not fight you. Why don't you just stay here with your ship? Ulez hesitates. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Let me learn from you about your ship and your people and your wonderful cape. You are not going to be holding them captive. That is not what is being negotiated here. Captive is a very relative thing. Is that not what you're doing with their ship right now? A little bit trying to convince Ulez is what's happening here. <laughs> not him. She knows that he's got, he knows is what the hell he's saying. But Benny's trying to, while yelling at him, communicating with Ulez. Oh. I saved that ship from Mickey Bomberg. Who knows what he would have done with it. I am just studying it to figure out what I can do. Mickey Bomberg set you up. Oh, yes, your mysterious bomb. You know what? I, I, I think maybe I, I don't know. I don't know if I believe you or not, but I think maybe it's time I, I clamp down on this situation. And he, he, he kind of hits a, hits a button and, and, and you kind of hear like that door that you know the lazy susan thing like kind of lock behind you the three of you get eyes on it <laughs> and uh he goes um, harmons put them under control and okay oh, sorry yeah i was just gonna say as that's happening i want to nudge um curtis and go i'll pay you double if you take out that guy and i want to <laughs> ghost and i want to run at the harmons okay um, oh, I want to know more, though. Let it happen. <laughs> everybody roll initiative. Oh, boy. Okay. Just as everything pops off, Ulez hears over the communicator, there are no plants down here. Oh. oh. Understood. <sighs> Okay. I got a five. You got a five? Seven. Six. Eight. Sorry, an eight. Uh, okay, so the order will be <laughs> Cadrax, Benny, uh, Ulez, what's your. Uh, Ulez, and then the Harmons, uh, and then. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, that's actually then Vion and then the Harmons and then the Ulez. <laughs> okay. Um, so 
the first thing that happens in the battle is Eklund, uh, after he gives that order, he presses another button and uh, his chair slides back into the wall and um, a, a, a kind of like, you know, like trap, you know, trap door kind of comes down over it. Uh, and the Harmons uh, and, um, sort of, you know, start kind of moving kind of zombie-ish, you know, like a little stiffly moving towards you. Uh, Benny and Ulez, they still have not clocked the people behind them. And uh, Kadrax, you go first. Oh, actually, wait, I'm sorry. I forgot to roll initiative for Curtis Haber. Uh, Curtis Haber goes last. <laughs> Cleanup crew. <laughs> so, Kadrax, you are first. Yes. As much. If we were anywhere but in a lab with a bomb under my hospital, I could just clear them all. Instead, uh, there's that bit of my concentration that is focused above all on making sure the person bomb with a terrible temper stays nullified. So instead, I whip out my baton and I'm going to go to Batown. Okay. Um, so let me make, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. There are nine Harmon killers. One of them is the real Harmon killer and eight duplicates, just so you know. Uh, and um, we're going to say you attack this one. So. Yeah, uh, number six, please. Number six? This <laughs> displaces me. <laughs> five, six. Okay, you got it. Number six. All right, uh, let's go. Whoa, hey, that's the first time my dice rolled max tonight. Uh, so that's a 13. Oh, yeah, you absolutely, uh, that is, I mean, that is a slam. Uh, he, you know, he doesn't even move when, when you know, because he doesn't, you know, you're, you are behind him. So he just takes the full thing and just goes flying and smashes, you know, I mean, you didn't, oh, you didn't use your power, right? You, you, you kind of come up behind him and hit him and he kind of goes flying forward and just kind of like smashes into the ground in front of him. And he's just totally dazed. He will lose his next turn. Um, and he takes uh, your full damage, which is six, five. if I'm right? Uh, five, okay. Uh, yeah, because baton damage is five. Okay, so he takes five. So that was one, two, three, four, five, six. So this guy has... Season two, baton made of unobtainium. <laughs> unobtainium baton? Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll... We're in a tech lab, actually. Let's remember to loot the room after we yes. take yes. all of their houses. Talk to your mysterious benefactor about that. Yeah, okay. So, um... The next one up is uh, Benny. I see someone get uh, go flying a little bit, and okay, we're fighting, so she's gonna pop up. I know which Harmon Keeler is the original Harmon Keeler, so I'm gonna just kind. I'm gonna go at him first, and I'm gonna try to get. I'm just up, we're gonna uppercut and just I want him down because there's a chance. Don't know if it's real or not, but in her head, maybe there's a chance that if I can get him down. We, whatever ability he's got going on might dissipate. So I'm just going to take a punch. Benny, 
you get out of your chair and your heart is beating, you know, it's like a week ago you were, you know, a, a, an employee at Chatterbox. Now you're, 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 you're bombs in hospitals and superpowers. And, and, and it's like, uh, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. And as you stand up, your heart beating, your adrenaline flowing, take a point of determination because you burst into flames. God damn it. But something weird happens this time. You burst into flames and there is this huge flare around you. And the flare, instead of dissipating in the air, hangs right in front of you. This fire just burning in air. It, you, you almost feel it like, it like it's an extension of your own fire. It's not connected to you, but you know, you, it, it's like you, you can feel it breathing. You can feel it moving. It, it's, it is, you can control this fire. She's going to kind of have a pause for a second and then latch onto that feeling. And as she kind of clenches her fist with it, it the, the fire kind of collaborates and comes down and follows her fist into a full, full punch. Okay. Um, that is the first use of your new power, fire control level two. And uh, let's see, I should handle this. Your limit, okay, wait a minute. You have a limit, your limit, how does your limit Yeah, work? I think my, like, my limit is, um, I burnout. Yeah, you have to roll an uh-oh die. Um, afterwards. And, uh, yeah, afterwards. I mean, you can roll at the same time, just tell me afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, what did you get on your? Oh, I uh, haven't even punched oh, it. Okay, oh, uh, let's punch, let's do it. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh God, geez. <laughs> um, nine. And that's the lowest I can roll. Nine. Um, okay. Uh, do I get, wait, does my power commit to that at all? Cause that was prowess plus kickboxing. That was prowess plus kickboxing. Well, your aura comes into it. Um, it's like uh, only to damage, not the only to attack. damage. I was like not to attack, like unless my fire control because I'm controlling it instead of an ambient effect. But I don't, I don't know. No, I think uh, when I do like prowess, you kind of blast. Yeah, I get it's to. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I mean, think about the number, right? I know, I know, <laughs> absurd. So yeah, so I think it's just prowess and kickboxing. So and then the fire is in the damage. Well, it's enough uh, for a moderate success. So uh, your damage with the fire is, what is your damage with the fire? Six or no, what, the fire is. What is, what, what is the damage? What goes into the damage? I always forget. I'm so sorry. Uh, I think it's strength plus the power level of your uh, fire, which is your aura, which is uh, five. My okay. aura is so five. So it's four plus five is nine. Nine, actually. Okay, yeah. So, and that was a moderate success, so you do half the damage with nine. So, I'm going to round that down. And that brings that to... Okay. Yeah, you just... You hit him with this giant, like, the fireball follows your fist, you know, and, and, and you hit him. And, and, and the real, you know, the one who you knew was the original Harmon Killer... Just goes flying backwards, and and, and he kind of grips, you know, the spot on his face where your fist landed. Like, ah, yeah, you know, feeling the burning on his skin. Um, and and while that is going on, Vion, it is your turn. Great. Um, you know, I saw uh the the man in question kind of disappear behind like a sneaky wall, right? Yeah. I wonder if I can 
phase through it. So to test it, I'd like to grab one of the Harmons and just ghost them and chuck them through and see what happens. Okay. Uh, okay. That's that, that's like a that's like a grabbing, um, like a like a grapple roll. Um, grabbing, yeah. Yeah. So that was. How did we do those? Uh, I think this is a wrestling. Uh, the distinction yeah. being whether or not you're grabbing an item from someone or grabbing a person. So you're wrestling right. is uh, prowess, prowess or coordination, yeah. or, or yeah. prowess or coordination. All right. Yeah. So well, let's go prowess. prowess. Okay, that's a ten. That's a ten. Okay, yeah, you got a full hold on him, um, and. Uh, <laughs> It should probably be another action to have to fling him through the wall, but because I like this so much, I'm just going to say that it, you know, part of your wrestling thing is you hit him in, in one sort of move. Just, I want this to happen. Uh, and he goes right through the wall. Uh, and, oh, good. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some damage from him for that. Um, I'm just going to designate one of the Harmons that you hit and bring him down to six. And he just, you see him disappear right through the wall. And uh, while that is happening, uh, it is now the Harmon's turn. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask each one of you, um, if you were being attacked by a Harmon, to defend the way you would defend, essentially. Uh, make a roll, whether you're defending with your, you know, coordination if you're trying to dodge, or, you know, your, your strength if you're going to take the hit or something. Um, and, Wait, we've uh, done prowess in the past. Is that... Uh, sorry, your, your prowess if you're going to, yeah, try and, like... That's for evade, yeah. That uh, you can also dodge. It's a separate sort of action. So, make those rolls and tell me what you get, and then I'm just... To keep this so we don't have to go through nine separate, you know, ones on every round for the Harmons, I'm going to just have make a roll for the Harmons, and whatever your defensive roll is, I'm just going to split them up mm -hmm. and, like, essentially... Two of them will attach, attack each of you, and then one of them has been thrown from the wall and is no longer in the room. Actually, wait. Sorry. One of them is stunned and lost his turn. Yes. So that will, Kadrax, you'll only get attacked by one. Um, tell me what you get. Sorry for more questions really quickly. I can't remember what we decided on if my kickboxing bonus counts for this because it's... I think it only counts for offensive work. Okay, I couldn't remember what we decided because we had, had this conversation before. Cool. I think. Um, yeah, I also don't remember what we ruled last time. Um, I, I, I'll tell you what, because I don't remember what I ruled last time, I will say it affects this time. We'll make a definitive ruling on this kind of stuff. Um, okay. So, yeah. Everybody let me know what you got on your defensive rules. Six. Six. Ten. Ten. Nine. Nine. And Vion? Yeah, can I just turn into a ghost? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're a ghost, then you're fine. Uh, in fact, the one, the two that would have attacked you now attack Curtis Haber, uh, who makes a defensive roll. Eight. Okay, and the Harmons attack. Um, and they are just attacking uh, with, you know, punches. So, eight. Also, so, am I not precious cargo? Should I really be injured? Unfortunately, Eklund has fleed the scene, and, uh, you know, the Harmons do not seem to be, you know, making those kind of evaluations. They are just kind of attacking on orders. But... 
got you're drones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what that means is, Vion, you're good. Curtis Haber uh, is good. Um, Tadrax is good. Benny is good. Ulez, uh, you get hit um, twice. Uh, so you get hit twice, and um, you take a six, two hits. I'm going to say you take four damage, so you're down to two stamina. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> um, and that brings up Liz Galley. So where did they hit me? I'm going to say you got punched um, once in the side of the head uh, and the second time in the middle of the back. Okay. So I've stumbled across this uh, rather medical-esque floor. Um, and, you know, with their head down, they're going to try and, like, raise it back up. And there's, like, a flare of glowing through their visor. And without saying anything, they, I would like to blast the Harmon, the closest Harmon to me, um, and drain them of all of their life. Oh, okay, make your power roll. That's a five plus five is ten. Okay, that is a complete success. Um, and your power is at level uh, five. So you pull five points from him, but you are only down four, so you are back to full. That brings you okay, to Ulez. Yeah, and that brings... I'm going to designate this as... Uh, since you just picked a random one, this guy. And that brings him down. Okay, and that brings up Curtis Haber, uh, who goes charging at uh, the same... One that Tadrax um, uh, uh, hit with the baton in the first round. And Curtis... Ooh, uh, Curtis, uh, <laughs> since he's not attacking one of you, I won't spend determination for him. Um, he gets six it's against Harmon Kid. It's... Okay. Okay. It is only a moderate success, but it is actually enough to take out that first Harmon Keeler. So you are now down to uh, there were one one through the wall, one couldn't attack, so that was seven. So you are now down to six, and it is back to the top of the order, Cadrax. Uh, very quickly, just for environmentals here, we don't have the spaceship itself in sight, do we? No. A door opened somewhere, and we haven't seen into it? Yeah. Right. Uh, there's like a hallway where the Harmons yeah, came out. Hallway. Yeah, hallway. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I haven't seen that. Okay. Then, uh... You just probably like the mouth of the hallway, but you can't see down into it or anything. What was the area that opened when he was, like, going to take us? I think he was... It, to me, it seemed like he was about to take us to the ship, but what did, he said something opened before the combat broke out. Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh speaker door, door, right? yeah, I think he, he went back yeah. into Okay, 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 cool, cool. Trap door. Uh, and he also locked the door that locked you in there, the little lazy Susan thing that let you in. So yeah, you can see the mouth of that hallway, Cadrax, but you can't see down it. 
Okay. Uh, not under my hospital. Anywhere but under my hospital. I hit something with a baton. <laughs> Harmon number five. Harmon number five. One, two, What's three. <laughs> okay. What do you, you attack with the baton? Yeah. How did you do? I rolled a five on the die, so like a uh, 12 to hit. You rolled a 12 to hit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Harmon number five, you roll a 12 to hit. That's a massive six. No, that is a major success. So what happens is, because amazingly, you picked Harmon number five, who was the original Harmon on my list. You knock him out with a, you know, that is a slam. Absolutely. You just crack him right on the head. And as he goes out cold, all of the other Harmons vanish. Yes. The goof helped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's behind Harmon number five? <laughs> the answer, apparently. <laughs> the end of combat. Other Harmons, it turns out. Yeah. They harmonized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, th th they're all gone now, um, and you are alone in the lab, and Curtis Haber sort of looks around and says, huh. That was easier than I expected. I give, like, a thumbs up to everybody. <laughs> I want to fire. I want it to... I want, I want it gone. I don't know where the explosives are. <laughs> I'm going to pat myself out. Did you roll your uh-oh die? I didn't. Give me one sec. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ooh, it's a one and a two, isn't it? Yeah, so mm -hmm. your power burnt out. My power burnt out, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the fire control burnt out. I know. That's why yeah. I saw it. I was like, it has to be this one. <laughs> and you are now alone in the lab. By the way, obviously, if people haven't figured it out, we're going to go a little bit over tonight um, to finish this up. Uh, door number one or door number two? Oh, really quick. Ulas, are you okay? I am well. I have stolen their health. Oh, I good. regained my stamina. Great, great, and I don't even know if they. Ex I don't even. I don't know what happened. Door number one or door number two? Do you still have those zip ties? Oh, I didn't see those. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't ask that. Door number one. Uh, Is that okay, the great. That he escaped into before we initiated combat because I would like That's to finish with whoever it was you were speaking to and attempting to attempt you into life underground. Yeah. Okay, Eklund. I'll we go get him. him. Uh, oh. I'll. I'll toss more zip ties out of my pocket because <laughs> I know I grabbed a few and sure. I want to just ghost through the wall that I know this, the trick wall that I know is safe to go through because that uh, Harlan went through. So I would yeah, like absolutely. to zip tie Harmon. Just like, I want to throw that before I forget. I want to zip tie Harmon up in case he wakes up like sure. to a chair. <laughs> I won't even make you roll for that. You are, you are tying him to a chair. You ghost right through the wall and you find yourself in a long, narrow corridor. Oh, son of a... All right, I'm going to ghost back, and I'm going to be like, it's a long it's a long corridor. You want me to go, or does anyone else want to come? Maybe we should all go. I want to find my ship here. I know it has to be here. He could I, be headed towards it, but I don't know. I don't dare ping for it. I don't want to accidentally. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, let's... Uh, everyone come with me, and I'm just going to ghost everyone one by one through the wall. Okay. Um, 
you ghost everyone through the wall, and uh, you all walk together uh, down the passageway. And uh, when you get to the end of the passageway, there is a door, and that door is locked. Um, I will say it is like kind of iron, you know, with rivets on it, and it's like you know, uh, um, like a little code pad uh, next to it. Uh, and it is a code pad. How the heck are any of us going to solve this thing? And I want to touch the ghost pad. I like to postcog that that uh, that dial pad, please. Make your postcog. Oh my god! Um, I love it every time. Sorry. Okay, that comes out to a three. A three. Because it's just power plus roll, right? Yeah. Yeah, I rolled lowest possible. Um. You got a three. Uh, let me just confirm here. Sorry, sorry. Doo, 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 doo. That gives you... It, you get no read on it, but you feel like you could probably give it another shot. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and try again. Sure. All right, that's six. Okay. With a six, you get back... Um, the numbers uh, uh, eight, four, two, one, seven. You know, you you ghost into your mind and you see uh, just a finger tapping those numbers in that order, and then right back out. Eight, four, two, one, seven. You enter them in, and boop, and you hear like the lock just unlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I got three. Just so you know, Rick. Um, you got three for what? Uh, for the uh-oh, because I believe I can burn oh, out on that. Um, we both have burnout, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three, what is what? Yours is one and two. That, yeah, so it's like, no, you're good. Um, okay. You, uh, you hear the door click open, and it just kind of eh, creaks open a little. Um. Great. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll lead ahead. I'm gonna ghost, and I'm gonna walk into the room. Okay. You ghost, and you walk in, and you see Eklund sitting uh, on a bench across the room. The room is totally empty. Uh, you know, it's 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 like kind of an iron room, and and, and he's you know sitting there, and he's like, <sighs> when they designed the panic room, they uh, clearly didn't have you in mind. All right. I'm a politician. Let's make a deal. Where is my ship? It's in the lab. Will you bring us to it? And what do I get? Ulez will look over at Vion. I, I do not know how to bargain. <laughs> okay, listen, we're going to be completely straight about this. There is an explosive device in the ship. That is our main concern right now. What we want to do is we want to defuse the bomb. There's no need for us to bring any attention to this lab or anything that's going on right now. I would think that diffusing that where all of us are right now is kind of a priority for everyone. Did you get a lowdown about the fact that there's an explosive in the ship? We tried. He wasn't really sure on... Well, You're not very believable. Room, but... Make a willpower roll. Okay. <laughs> I think my... I will memorize my willpower at one point. Here we go. Okay, that's a 10. 
That's as high as I can go. Very well. I guess I will just have to trust you. And he gets up and walks back down the hallway and out the secret door and takes you through the lab and down that hallway and into a room that is kind of like a theater a little bit, like an operating theater almost. But instead of there being an operating table in the middle, there is this kind of futuristic, almost Jack Kirby-ish looking sarcophagus. Um, it, it is, you know, you can see why they called it a refrigerator. It's sort of long and silvery and, and, and almost a little boxy, but it, it's it's got tech laced into it. it, it it's, it's made of a metal that shines in a weird way that, that doesn't look, you know, quite like anything any of you have ever seen before. Well, Ulez, of course, you, you just know, you, you have, you know, this, this is yours. This is a part of you. This is your ship. Ulez, is that it? That's it. That is mine. It's pretty. Thank you. I would like to run to it and touch it. Yeah. And you run over and you slide your hand along the side of it and just, you, you know, it's, it, it, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like holding an old blanket. It, it, it's familiar the second you get near it. Uh, and Eklund's... So, um, where's this bomb? Ah, inside. Have you been able to open my ship yet? Are there any scientists in this room? In fact, because we should really talk to the people who know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And not the we have enough HR today. Thank you very much, Eklund. You, you, you look around and uh, there's nobody else in the room. And as he sure. looks, he's like, um, when I had the door locked, that gave the signal for our team to evacuate. You won't find anyone here and you will not learn who is on my staff. I wouldn't be so sure about that. But first of all, bomb diffusing, has it been opened? Well, yeah, as you can see, and he, and he motions to a table, and you can see that uh, it has, there are parts of it that seem to have been removed from, you know, the end. Uh, it looks like they are slowly starting to dismantle it from one side. What have you done? I am studying it. Did you x-ray it? No, we did not know what its reaction to radiation would be, so we are... Did you do any other kind of imaging? At this point, uh, we are going with mapping the outsides. Oh, and you don't know there's a bomb, excuse me. I want to get up and study it more closely. Okay. Um, he said, hey, have, go forward, but I wasn't using any imaging equipment because okay, frankly- thank you. And you know, we, <sighs> scientists. And- uh, I'd like to turn to Eklund really quickly. Um, because I can clearly tell that uh, he's getting on the doc's nerves, and I'd, I'd like to say, do you have any coffee here? As a matter of fact, your friend made some, and he points over to the coffee machine. Great. Uh, uh, two creams, one sugar would be, would be fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not even going to make a roll for that, because I love that. He just kind of <laughs> he shoots you this like, glare and very well. Thank you. And he turns around and walks back to the other room. Um, Tadrax, you walk to the ship. And I do want to, sorry, I do want to back out of the room and keep an eye on I won't go away, but I want to keep eye line on him. I don't want him out of our sight at That's all. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
not necessarily following, but I just, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. You're watching them. Cadrax, you are, you move towards the ship. I admit I do not wholly want to do this by myself. That was mostly just to get him out of, out of my eyeline. So I turn back and, and put an inviting arm up to Ulez. Could you come show me around your ship? I would love to. And I think if like, okay, does it have any power left? Can I open it with my nodes to connect? A little bit of light to a little bit of light. Um, what I'm going to say is you try to connect the way you normally do, but it just seems that it is totally dead. They have drained all of the power from this. Uh, is the power cell external? It is internal. Not as sensible engineering. It's been so long since I've seen a spaceship. I sort of run a hand respectfully and, and almost tremblingly. This is the most in awe you have ever seen cataracts, easily. They, I, oh, go ahead. If they did manage to booby trap the ship itself, then there was some mechanism by which they managed to open it. Some way that we might find a trace, ideally something that we could ourselves manipulate in order to diffuse. Run your hand along different in a way that I never could. But I'd be happy to assist in any way I can, given that I studied the workings of bombs, at least. Why don't two of you make intellect rolls as you examine it? Um, we'll call Ulez, you're the main roller here, and we'll use Kadrasic's possible successes you know, in task bonus. This is Ulez's gorgeous ship. And all your, your your mechanics bonus, of course, applies to this. Um, Nine from Cadrax. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Okay, so with Cadrax's success, um, you got a twelve, and you walk around the ship. You look at it, every detail. As you look at it, it's like it's almost you know, like like, a, like almost an old friend. You know, it's like. You don't remember it exactly, but it's it just something at some intuitive, emotional level knows this thing. And, and, and as you walk around it, your hand suddenly stops on this panel that just feels wrong to you. It is not part of the memory. And you realize it's not a part of your ship. It's a false panel that has been attached to the outside. The metal isn't even the same here. This is awful. Why would they put a... Uh, it's blemished. And I'm... Can I, can I tear it off without, like, tearing my arm off? You know what? Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll just say, yeah, and you just kind of punch at it and, you know, or, you know, pull the, like, at the edges of it, and it's, it, it, it's actually, kind of yeah, it, it, it's kind of like a thin metal that has just been very cleverly disguised as part of the rest of the ship, and as it rips Ooh. open, you can see, uh, this 
pack, this like four piece pack of what is clearly the plastic explosive tied to this, you know, what you would assume is probably the detonator in the center. It's not like, you know, it's not like a countdown or anything. It's just kind of like there is a black box that is sealed and just has a red light and a green light on it. Right. The red light is on. Ah, I have located the explosive. And like, that's an announcement to everybody. Oh, good job, Ulez. Yes, Thank have. you. Uh, Cadrex, what was our plan again? Am I the diffuser? I had looked over the schematics with you, but not as intensely. Let me take a moment to study it. We had many mechanisms, but as, as, a, as a question, is it possible that your own light would harm your ship? It would be an unacceptable sacrifice. Absolutely not. Good. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd like to take a look at the wiring, just see the kind of, if, if that's going to be the way that we solve this, uh, or whether we need to deal with the plastic directly. I, yeah, I, like I, I hate that idea. Um, yeah, it's got a quality that we know a lot about it. That's for the explosive, so I think at this schematic, mm. yeah. if it fails, we get to apply it to, like, if you have to like mute the energy and all that right because it was it was um it was dampering the energy not like negating it so there would still be conceivable harm done the ship uh if it goes off like this way we, if we use there's a better chance of salvaging the ship 100 percent. all right uh that was not great die go back to the thing before that was great that is numerically only too higher but i don't care it's nine nine um Okay, uh, the, the wiring is not as complicated as you might think it would be because apparently whoever left it was, you know, pretty confident that it was not going to be discovered. Um, it looks like essentially, you know, whoever left it kind of, you know, thought that, the, you know, it looks like it is attached to a pressure plate that is on the other side, which is facing like the other side, and it looks, uh, the other side of the ship. Essentially, it looks like this person thought that it was going to be removed from the other direction. And had they come at it from the other side, would have immediately triggered the bomb. But because you knew where the false panel was and came through it from the side you did, you can sort of now see the wiring without triggering it. Um, like I said, because they thought it would go off before anybody saw it, it is not super complicated, but it is a bomb. Are there any... Uh, cut the wrong wire. I, f I forgot the word right now. Um, basically, like dummies or like like uh, um, trip wires. A dummy wire. A dummy wire will uh, just not be operational. But yeah, a, a trip wire in effect. Tell like, you what, make another. Yeah. <laughs> Ten. You are able to identify uh, that there is one very obvious tripwire and a pack of dummy wires. And uh, you, with a 10, I'm going to say you are able to narrow it down um, to two cables, um, one of which connects the explosive to the power supply 
and one of it connects uh, the power supply to the detonator. And you kind of know from your bomb training that it, it's going to be one of these or both of these. Um, that's what you've got. And because at least part of the detonator is in a black box, we're not going to be able to fully identify which one is which unless I were to risk a ping to look at the internal schematics, which it's... Uh, the bombs enter the hospital. Could someone run me just a very quick errand? Yeah, what you need, Doc? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, Benny and I can both do it. Yeah. An ultrasound machine. Oh, shit. Sure. Image the inside of the black box. See into the detonator and determine from that which wire we have to cut. They going to yeah. let us wheel it into the parking lot? Well, I'm going to say is that, uh, you know, the two of you run up stairs and, uh, you know, it's one of those like, uh, you know, this is the comedy moment where, you know, you just sort of like run down the hallway, bust into a storage thing. And it's like, well, Abigail Fripp is sort of standing up there and watches you run down the hallway, bust a thing and take us, you know, was wheeling the machine down the hallway. Hi, nice to see you again. <laughs> like, <laughs> sort of like, don't I know? And, and, and Dr. Downs is sort of like, should we call security or something? And she's like, mm, uh, I don't think so. Uh, let me talk to Caden later. <laughs> they just go back to what they were doing. Um, and yeah, you've got your ultrasound machine now. Yeah. Uh, so I want to use that to visualize the inside of the detonator and assist with what exactly we have to do to cut the wires. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. God, being under the hospital was an asset. Mm. <laughs> Make a make a roll uh, for the success of the machine. Call it uh, intellect. All right. Uh, you can apply it in the correct way. Um, I can't apply my weapons to this. I think in good conscience, but can I apply surgery? Because <laughs> I'm all <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I think that's close enough. Sure. I mean, it's like a surgical technique or you know medical technique. No, it's a medical imaging. Yeah. <laughs> good. Thank you. Uh, that's a nine. That's a nine. Uh, yeah. You know what? That is a major success. Uh, or, yeah, that's a major success. And you are able to tell the green wire is uh, the one that uh, you need to cut uh, to essentially stop the bomb from detonating. Um, and uh, just to keep things moving, I'm going to say Declan Eklund gets you a pair of wire cutters. Ulas, would you like to do the honors? I would be honored. Um, I think up until that point, they were just sitting like cross-legged on the ground with like their hands in their lap, waiting patiently for like the doctor to do all the really impressive stuff. Um, and then as soon as they proffer the uh, wire cutters, they'll take them and stand up. <sighs> all right. Does it No, it only has a designation. And in fact, you can see that the numbers 85394255544 are stamped into every little piece of the ship, which is likely how Declan Eklund knew your designation. And it was the green one. And I will, I will point to make sure like I know what green is. 
Yes. Okay. Please remember, plant like colored. Plants. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I'll snip it like I'm pruning a plant. And you cut the wire and nothing happens. The light on the bomb goes out. This and looks successful. The best thing about diffusing a bomb is that it is incredibly anticlimactic when done well. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you. And Eklund uh, says, um, well, I suppose you're going to be wanting to take my prize now. Once Would again, like, I can offer you a trinket. Trinket? What trinket? Uh, uh, and they're going to look around at the mess of stuff that's been pulled out. Um, and I think there's got to be something incredibly inconsequential, but it looks really nice. Like, I think there was like, um, like a redundant. A, yeah, yeah. It's just like one of those extra bolts, but it's not like a human bolt or like a screw or anything. It, it's got like a, a, a passive glow to it and it's more circular with like some fretting, but not as long. Um, Again, it's a redundant piece in the in the machine, and I'll just hold it up, and it's got maybe like that, you know, that oil color that you get like uh, the the top mm -hmm. of the layer. Yeah, it's kind of got that color to it, and I'll proffer it to to him. This is for you. And he reaches out and he takes it. Thank you. You're welcome. I think you all should be going now before my employers show up. I'll honor my agreement for seven minutes. You don't have any say in the matter. And Benny's going to go and start asking Ulez how to, how best to move this. We got to put some pieces back. To keep things moving, I will say that uh, Eklund gets you like a forklift or whatever, however he moved right, it. Right, there was around. a dolly they used to get it in. There's going to be a dolly they used to get it out. Yeah. And uh, we'll say it's, it's, now, like <laughs> it's now in the back of your van, I guess. Or uh, your van's probably not big enough. Um, he he gives you... Uh, like, no, we have to open and some bungee cords. Sticking out the back of your van, which closed up with some bungee cords. Wrapped up uh, in a tarp and like... <laughs> So we can and just have the drive-by shot at some point and look just like a man on the street to do it. And uh, while that's all going on, uh, Curtis Saber is... Well, guess my work is done here. Y'all be good. And uh, he turns around and walks towards the door and kind of, you know, is like, get out of here. And Eklund's like, oh, yeah, and, you know, you hear the door unlock and Curtis Haber takes one look around and looks at y'all and Says, uh, whose power does he have right now? No I whisper to the doctor. No one's for two Good minutes job. and 20 more seconds. <laughs> Let's go. And, uh, he walks out. And, uh, when you follow him out, he seems to have already disappeared into the parking garage somewhere. And, uh, Curtis Haber disappears into the ether for a bit and uh you know what on that i'm gonna say later that evening you have you took the um 
you took the pod in the van and and you uh you took it's it nighttime uh yes actually that thank you thank you caitlin um yeah and you took it over uh and you you, you dropped it off at beyond for a moment as you had to first go uh, check on your new office. Because Vion, you found out while you were gone, somebody, your mysterious benefactor, rented you an office in Yard Hill in a building owned by your buddy, Sandy Carba. <laughs> uh, Nonstop coincidences. <laughs> Yeah, no, not a coincidence. Your mysterious benefactor chose very carefully. Your mysterious <laughs> benefactor is very, very considerate. <laughs> um, your mysterious benefactor, um, uh, yeah, got you this office, and uh, I'm going to say you went over there to take a look at it, and uh, it is, it's got no furniture in it, but it looks like, uh, you know, it's nice. It's got uh, three different offices, and it's got a couple of closets, and like a little uh, desk where uh, maybe like a receptionist sits or something. And a small, cool little waiting room. Um, and uh, you, you know, like I said, there's nothing in there now. But you kind of look around, and it looks like the kind of place that you could put like a like a really nice spin on with a little elbow grease. But and is it furnished? No, it is not furnished. Uh, did I not mention that? Um, and uh, I mean, and it was an eagle. Where are our plants? Oh, there are no plants yet, but, uh, but, but Sandy does crack in the door. It's like, Hey, I see you got the key. It's pretty nice. Huh? This is a good place. Sandy This is a good place. You know what? It is a good place. And I'm really glad that you got it. And, uh, y'all, you, you, you did me so much. You, you, you saved me this week. You saved my life. You did so much for me. Uh, I'm so grateful. Uh, just want to give you a very small token of my appreciation, and he and he walks out in the hall, and he, and he comes back in, leading a German Shepherd, ah! uh, and 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 he walks it over to you, Caden, uh, and he says, "You know, it was the funniest thing. I was looking at the security cameras over at the storage facility, and I I saw you talking to this dog, and uh, I figured you might need a guard dog uh, for your new place uh, here, you know, with with your friends. So uh, why don't you take care of him for a while for me?" And he hands the leash to you. I nod to the human. And I get on my knees and I look very seriously at my new companion. I put out my hand to shake as humans do. Low dog. And the dog kind of climbs up on you and starts licking your face. And Sandy <laughs> kind of smiles and he walks back to the door. He's like, all right, I'm going to head home now. And uh, he walks to the door and he, he kind of stops in the doorway and he turns around and he says, um, one more thing. You know, my mother is a Strovian and uh, she used to have this ancient Ostrovian curse that she would uh, put on everyone who wronged her. You know, guy at the post office uh, made her way too long, curse. Dry cleaning, <laughs> get the stain out of her jacket, curse. And the curse, it, it went like this. May powerful people take notice of you. Be careful, okay? And he lets himself out and closes the door behind him. And on that, we're going to say that is the end of season two. <laughs> Except... Yeah.
except apparently y'all got us to five hundred dollars tonight. I'm screaming a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're we're gonna do the Lord drop at the end, but since you did five hundred dollars, I'm I'm gonna do a thing here now. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of change a little thing here. And Is that gonna, why I got pepper time? Uh, no, no, no. The pupper was, the pupper was, I, I've been wanting to do that for eight weeks, but, um, uh, because you got us the $500, um, I'm, I'm going to give you five Lord drops. Oh my word. So let's start here. I don't have enough space in my notes. Hold on. Who else? <laughs> We're going to need a bigger book. Lewis, later that night, you are hanging out in Sandy Carper's garden. Just bonding with the flowers, doing your Ulez thing. When suddenly there is a signal, a calling coming from your pod. And, and you get up and you, and you follow through Sandy's apartment out into the street, over to the pod, which is still hanging out the back of the van with a bungee cords. And you put your hand on the pod and, and it zaps you and it knocks you right on your ass. And, and you're laying there on the concrete and suddenly your system says to you, connection established with backup, memory recall in progress. Oh my God. And right there on the ground, a lifetime of memories start rebuilding in your head. Vian, you're up in your living room with you're watching TV, and uh, Malik Douglas is on PR3, and uh, he says, um, Repeated underworld boss Mickey Bomberg is in a coma tonight after being attacked in his place of business at Grenell Circle. PR3 was on the scene, and it cuts to uh, footage of uh, Detective Leon Neal being interviewed by a reporter who says, uh, Right now, there are no specific suspects, but uh, we believe this is likely the work of a rival crime organization. Uh, possibly one from out of town, but uh, those are all the details I can give you. And it cuts back to Malik Douglas, who says, uh, Meanwhile, in Yard Hill at Serrano Memorial Hospital, uh, there were apparently um, a uh, violent disturbance uh, in the street, um, but uh, police uh, were unable to take any suspects in custody, and uh, investigators uh, do not know who uh, was connected. Details remain scarce, but we will follow up. I'm Malik Douglas for PR3. And then, beyond your phone rings. It's an unknown number. Uh, I pick it up and I answer. Hello, this is Vion. And it is a, a woman's voice on the other end, a familiar one. It says, Vion, it's me, your sister, Amira. Uh, I just spoke with mom. She said she got a call from someone at the Sendero County Sheriff's Office by Death Valley. They found your car with a dead body in it. What's going on, Vion? You know what? We need to talk. I'm coming out there. And Cadrax. You return home that evening to find Abigail Fripp on the couch, sipping some wine and reading a magazine article. Hey, where you been? 
Eating a companion. This is a dog. And and she sees the dog and she, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to have a dog. That is a good segue for a difficult conversation that we need to have. <laughs> what? Ooh. I've been advised that it is better not to have loved ones, that they can be endangered. I'm going to be moving out. Well, you, you've been, you've been in, you're, you're moving out? Thank you when? so much for this here. Uh, and at that moment, there is a knock at the door. And Abigail, just, 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 just wait a second, just wait a second. And, and she walks to the door. I get in a combat stance behind her where she doesn't see. And she opens the door and you, you can see through the door when it opens. And there is a man there. He is wearing a very nice beige suit that is conspicuously too large for him. And uh, if he was cast by an actor, I would say he was probably Gabriel Luna. And uh, he, he looks at Abigail and he says, Cadrax? Yes. And then he, he peeks his head around and he looks in and he sees you and says, Ah, oh, Cadrax. You know, I expected you to be taller. Uh, my name is Sonavelle. I, I think you knew my father. Can I come in? You know what? And on that look, Benny. There's a knock at your door, too, while you are home that evening. I open it. We don't get company. <laughs> yeah, it's Dino. Jesus. What, Dino? It's so late. And he looks at you and he says, well, you look like you've had a hell of a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to keep you. You know, I, I, I remember it was your birthday last Sunday. And I didn't get you anything. And I wanted to make that right. So I pulled every string I have in the world. And I called in every favor that anyone's ever owed me. And I even handed out a whole bunch of new markers. But I did it. I found it eventually. The key to figuring out everything. And he holds up a manila envelope. And he says, the name of your biological father and his address right here in Port Ruby. And he holds the envelope out to you and he says, happy birthday, Benny. And on that, thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> Stick around for our final lore drop after the announcements. <laughs> wow. I, I, that's where Benny would drop the F-bomb. That would be my <laughs> one allowed per episode. It would be a what the, and then I think the episode would end. <laughs> so, um let's see announcements um first of all oh my god thank you so much everybody for getting us uh 500 you have taken such good care of us this season i i am i cannot tell you it's like my voice is shaking I'm, I'm sort of so moved by by how much you have been there for us and and yeah we will not forget it and uh uh first let okay so we got a lot of and winners to announce here i think 
Um, the, okay, the first winner did not show up, so we're pulling two names. Okay, so the winner of it looks like uh, the winner of the second prize, the um, the Hellboy uh, uh, complete stories of Hellboy digital package volume one and two, is Smokebeard, our friend Smokebeard. Congratulations. Um, and the winner of the big one, the omnibus winner, uh, the one of the person who I am going to be jealous of is. I love this name. Might be a bad idea. <laughs> Congratulations, might be a bad idea. You got the omnibus. What, did he win something else earlier too? Uh, or was that, yeah, it's like, oh wow, you are very lucky. Do you have luck control? Are you, are you like, like, like long shot? Can you manipulate the probabilities? To bad ideas on top of each other, they become a good idea. Uh, Sam DeLev is the master of bad ideas, so they would know. Um, and, yeah, those are the winners. And uh, do we have the winner on the dice? Or do we know who won the dice? Or did Jake already announce that? Do we know? I think he did. Uh, somebody had won dice. Uh, okay. I think, the, I think the dice winner is announced. I don't have that name in front of me, but congratulations to all of our winners. The dice are awesome. The Hellboy Omnibus is amazing, and the complete short stories of Hellboys is a hell of a read, honestly. It's like I, I love Hellboy and short stories. It's kind of my favorite way to do it. But um, congratulations. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, Chandra won. Chandra was the dice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Fantastic. Congratulations, yeah. Chandra. Um. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. That. I, wow. I love. Congratulations, to all of our winners. Um. And real quick. Um. Why don't you go around the table and tell the good people where they can find you on our break? Um. Starting with the uh, let's say Caitlin Bruder. Hello, I'm Caitlin Bruder. Um, uh, you can catch me on uh, twitch.tv slash rule of lore on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific on our, for our cypher sci-fi game, uh, Infinite Horizon. I think we, this week is our last one before break as well, but I don't remember dates ever. Um, this hasn't updated in a while, but we have uh, a podcast called Stone Houses. If you're interested in uh, folklore at all, you can catch that on most podcast platforms. I don't know if you want more content to consume. And that's where I'm at. Oh, you can catch me at, sorry, on Twitter, K-A-M-A-B-R, uh, for anything else I'm doing. That's right, it's not a word, so don't try and pronounce it. <laughs> um, Omar Najam. Hey everyone, I'm Omar Najam, at Omar Najam on Twitter. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank, thank you all. <laughs> um, be Zelda. Hello, hello. My name is B Zelda. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter as at B underscore Zelda. Add an extra underscore if you want to follow me on Instagram. I am a podcaster, a member of the Broadswords, an all-woman non-binary actual play podcast. We are back to releasing episodes again and things are going to get wild. We have some really good guests that are arranged for next year. Um, it's December. What do I do? Honestly, mm, not much. <laughs> That's it. Give me a follow. Tis the season to just kick back and not do much. Yeah. Oh, actually, I will be doing a lot of streams uh, for Roll20 in December for their Code 2020 charity. Uh, so you should keep an eye out for that because there might be some familiar faces. And uh, I believe that brings us to Samwise Deleb. Always Sam, rarely wise. You can catch me on Twitter at Tchaikovsky, C-H-A-I-K-O-V-S-K-Y. Uh, until the return of Power Plays Season 2, The Search for the Unobtainium Baton, uh, you can find me 
as a role-playing performer and variety streamer throughout the Twitcher net, and that schedule still has about five streams a week right now, uh, and we'll see if surprise streams come in as the role-playing streams end. The schedule is on twitch.tv slash delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y. Honestly, it's like one of these a week, and I am totally burned out. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea what powers Sam. Um, just but be like seven people. Just be seven, yes. Is that it? Is you it are, like, are you, you're just like seven people just brilliantly masquerading as a single person. I believe it. I believe it. All under one trench coat, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so season two of Power Play starts on January 17th, um, and... Uh, that is really the only announcement. So yeah. Um, oh, I'm Rick Bud. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at rbud913, or you can follow the show at Power Play RPG. Like I said, season two starts January seventeenth. Um, and uh, and Power Play Two Power Two Play coming later. That's right, Two Power Two Play. Um, you know, because we're saving uh, Tokyo Drift for season three. Uh, Rather than make Omar say the names of all of them, we're just going to pattern each season after <laughs> one of the best furious movie titles. Oh, I'll get them in. I'll get those titles in. Don't you worry about that. I'll find a way. I have so much faith and I appreciate you. <laughs> I'll give He's got Stockholm Syndrome from that stupid dag now. It's like, you know. It's a, okay. Um, so... Yeah, I think that is all the announcements. Thank you so much, everybody. I cannot, you know, I cannot believe how well this season went. I love playing with all of you, the people in the chat. You have been just so incredible and uh, just totally overwhelmed. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know how else to say it. Thank you. And with that, let's do the final lore drop of the season. So it's Port Ruby. We're in Port Ruby and it is 1674. It is night, and we are in a field in the area that will someday be known as Riften. In the center of the field is a circle of torches surrounding a pyre with a long pole on it, and a woman, uh, let's say she would be played by Tilda Swinton, is tied to that pole. Her clothes are filthy and torn, her face is bruised and covered in mud, uh, yet she seems strangely calm considering her situation. From a distance, the sound of chanting. And then out of the darkness walks a column of men wearing strange monk-like emerald robes with large heavy hoods pulled over their heads. And they form a circle around the pyre and then all at once they stop chanting and everything goes silent. One of them, unlike the others, his robe is kind of trimmed with these strange gold designs. He steps forward and he walks to the pyre and he says, Guinevere Voler, you have been convicted of using witchcraft to see the future and perform other unnatural acts. Do you wish to beg for forgiveness before your sentence is carried out? And Guinevere locks eyes with him, and she says, You're going to lose, you know. I've seen it. And he steps closer to her and he says, What did you see? And she replies, light and thunder, fire and spirit, the end of you. And he says, well, and I guess I'll just have to be ready. And as he lowers the torch to the pyre, we'll see you January 17th for Power Play Season 2. Thanks for playing with us. Hey, everyone. This is Sam DeLev. If you like what you heard, 
please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out too. And if you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do.